Imagine a dimension slightly different from the one we're in. For me, it was Tuesday. History is the same, but it isn't. Welcome to the new 42. Hey everybody, this is Ken Masters, and you're listening to 42 Level 1. The new 42. Well, how's it gonna be, kid? I'm a star. Bra, bra, bra! Coming down for ya. Damn it. Mandy, you're getting off the 73. I'm not a doing normal pet. I'm the animal. Follow me. Follow me. Okay. Welcome to 42 Level 1. Uh, this is episode 239. I, I am Mr. Andy Orkert here, as always. Ali will be joining us eminently, but in the meantime, I have a very, very special guest. Uh, Captain Chaos, my co-host from Agents of Shieldcast and also from the B-Team podcast. Uh, how are you doing, Chip? Hey, Andy. What's up? How you doing? Sorry about the cough. I couldn't get to the... <laughs> To the cough button quick enough. <laughs> it's that time of the year, isn't it, where you get your your summer cold because of this lovely weather we're having right now. I don't I know what it's it like. Too harsh a vape, but <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know what it's like over there, but like this is July. Like it should be sunny and nice, and it's absolutely chucking it down. Like I, d- I don't know if you heard about but what happened in Glasgow today. There was a uh, Green Day was supposed to be playing a gig in Glasgow. Okay, and and they they had to cancel because the apparently it rained too much and the stage was deemed unsafe. <laughs> wow. Anyway, but that's a punk band, you know. You'd think that they would just they would soldier on, they would find a way. Yeah, it just yeah. makes the mosh pit muddier, right? Yeah, exactly. It'd be fine. Everyone is just nice and friendly, but but yeah, they they had to cancel their gig. So there's a lot of uh, disappointed people kicking about in, in Glasgow today. Was so many people came into my work and they're like, "Yeah, we we're supposed to go to see Green Day, but it was off." I'm like, okay, <laughs> so they came in they, because it's raining. Came in and bought video games instead. I, I think that was a wise call. Um, it is in the eighties here. See, that's just. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, yesterday it was actually warmer. Today it was reasonable. Um, I mean. I'm not, you know, me being part vampire, I cannot stay out in the sun very long anyways. So, um, like yesterday, yesterday, uh, we went to the movies, but I, you know, I was out in the sun for just a little bit and it was probably the high eighties yesterday, maybe even 90. Hmm. And it, it, it just drained me. I, I, I cannot, <laughs> I can't stand the heat. <laughs> so, um, but today it was uh, mid eighties and, uh, we we went down uh, to the shoreline. We didn't go to the beach. We went to a shopping area down there, and uh, then over to my uh, mom's beach house just to hang out for a little bit. But uh, yeah, it was nice. You know, mid mid eighties. Nice. Yeah, Ali is online now, so I'll pull him in. All right. If he decides to answer. <laughs> Hello, Ali. You're here. Ali's Hello. here. Hello. <laughs> He's not that late. Maybe maybe a minute late. Oh my god! <laughs> After we got started, I know. I know. But 
But yeah, so we're just about to kick into uh, Big Screen, Wee Screen, where we talk about all the uh, things we've been watching on the uh, TV and movies. So, uh, Chip, you were saying you went to the you went to the pictures? You went to the cinema? Yeah, what did, yeah. What did you see? I went and saw Cars 3 yesterday. Oh, okay. How is it? Uh, all right. I mean, <laughs> I, my, my wife is a huge fan of the Cars. I would say it's better than Cars 2, but that's not saying much because Cars 2 kind of sucked. Um, I think I pretty much slept through a good chunk of that. This one I only dozed off slightly, uh, because as you know, Andy, I I go to, I fall asleep yep. in every movie I I watch. <laughs> um, it, you know, I think it was cl- it it's closer to the rhythm and the theme of the first one than uh, the second one that kind of went off the rails and. Was kind of dark and just not the same type of uh, story. Hmm. And this one basically uh, it ta- deals with uh, Lightning McQueen in his twilight years as a okay. racer. I guess hmm. is the best way to put it. And coming to grips with uh, not being able to keep up with the youngins anymore. So it's kind of come full circle, like because that's where he yeah. was, like in the first movie. Yeah, well, in the fir- yeah, the first one, he yeah, he had to regain his mojo and uh, lure- no, because he because tr- he was racing against like the 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 king guy who was like the right the old established guy, and he was the the young whippersnapper. Yeah. So now uh, he he he's uh, the old uh, he's the king and being dethroned. Hmm. Cool. So, but you know, it it was a decent movie. It's got it's got a decent soundtrack as well. Uh, you know, it, the animation is just spectacular. Mm. And I was just watching the tracks, and it, uh, it made me say, I think I need to buy the Cars video game. Oh, yeah, there's a new one coming out, though. It's out, yeah, on the Switch. Is, it, is that on Switch yet? It's out on everything, yeah. Ooh, okay. And I think I'm going to get on the Switch, Allie. That's the best way to play anything. <laughs> I agree. We'll, we'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you watch anything else, chap? Any any TV shows or anything you want to talk about? I saw this show called Blood Drive, Blood Race. Hmm, okay, I haven't heard of that. It was on Sci Fi Channel. It's by Grindhouse Films. I watched the first episode. I don't know if I'm going to watch anymore. Um, it's cheesy. It's cheesy as hell. Um, it's basically about. Um, America, where gas is now two thousand dollars a barrel. Uh, you know, there's uh, corporate uh, police uh, have taken over. You know, it's a dystopian future, almost Mad Max. Water is rationed, and uh, these guys are racing in this. I don't know if it's a cross country race or not. Um, and they're just really sick and twisted individuals, and the, but uh, their cars run on human blood, and you have to feed okay. people. To, you have to feed people to your engines. <laughs> I mean, it and sounds, uh, it sounds like a B movie. Like I don't know how that work, how that would work as a show. I I would say more like a C or a D movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And, you know, they're, all the racers are implanted so they can't quit or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, the ones that come in last, I guess, get their heads, you know, they 
suicide squat them and blow off their heads. <laughs> but apparently, uh, the two that are kind of the leads have figured out that uh, you can beat the the trigger or whatever they the implant by if uh, you have intense adrenaline going. Hmm. And they're they're about to come in last and. Uh, the way they uh, avoid having their heads blown off is they start uh, banging the shit out of each other while driving. Okay. <laughs> yeah. As you do. <laughs> and I mean, they're going at it like rabbits uh, as, as as they're driving across the finish line. It sounds like the plot of Crank, uh, Crank 3 if it ever came out, yeah. Yeah. It so. It was, it was on Sci-Fi Channel, and I guess we were. Uh, the language was over the top. I mean, they were dropping f bombs left and right. So I'm gonna guess that for the on-demand version, they uncensor some of it. Hmm. But there's still a big black box over them when, uh, when they're uh, when he's got her bent over uh, as she's holding onto the steering wheel, like a, a like electrical like black box like. Like yeah, big in. sensor blocks. Yeah. Fuck's sake. What's the point of doing that? Like, they, they, I mean, if they're gonna if they're gonna shoot all like that, they they could at least shoot the, like the angle so that it's kind of cleverly shot and they don't show too much. They're gonna have to censor it later on. That's silly. It was like, uh, so this is basically softcore porn on uh, <laughs> sci-fi. Wow. Um, it was weird. I it might be too weird. I think we kind of said, yeah, we got better things to watch this summer. <laughs> yep. Um, anything so. else you've been watching? Uh, nothing that interesting, no. Still still like trying to catch up from all the shows uh, stockpiled on the DVR. Hmm. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll jump in and then I'll, I'll let Ali go after me. Um, so I've, I've watched a couple of things this week. Uh, I did watch uh, Interstellar, which was a very, very long movie, but it was actually pretty good. Very weird. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. With uh, Matthew McConaughey. But it's really kind of... Once you... You can't even really wrap your mind around how the ending of it works, though, because it doesn't really make any sense. Because they, because they start involving, like, black holes and stuff like that in it. And once you start going down that route, like, all bets of all sense of plot and, like, coherence <clears throat> are just off. So it doesn't make, like, the ending makes zero sense. But, like, as far as, like, up until the point where, like, the guy goes in the black hole, it was really good. And after that, I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, it didn't make any sense. But um, but it was very spectacular. Like, I think it would be one of those ones that would be really cool to watch in, like, 4K or 3D or whatnot. Um, but, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, you're not one of those 4K shows, are you? I don't have a 4K TV, but I think okay. it would look nice in 4K. So, <laughs> uh, Pacey saying in the chat, Interstellar was good. Yeah, I, I to- totally agree. It was a good movie, but I just it just absolutely warped my mind once once he went through the black hole. It just pickled me. Um, I did also watch uh, a couple of more episodes of Black Sails Alley. Yeah, what, still watching are you still in season, season three? three. Yeah, season three. Because <laughs> we we started watching season four and went, nope, nope, don't remember any of this. Like there are people that are dead, and oh, oh we need to go back and watch season three because we have not seen it. So uh, we're only like episode three or four, but it's it's a great show. If you like pirates, you need to watch it a hundred percent. There's a lot of ball jokes going on in the chat just right now. <laughs> it's very open. <laughs> They're all drunk. It's Independence Day. It must be. Uh... <laughs> 
Look out for the aliens and the reboot movie. Na- <laughs> the reboot National movie. Tre- uh, Treason Day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the other thing that I watched was uh, I watched American Gods. Oh, I've been watching. We've been watching that. Yeah, I finished yeah. it up. So I've, I've watched like the first, I think, three or four episodes. Uh, I'm I'm really enjoying it. Like I, I watched like the wife watched some of it with me and like did not like it at all. She's like, I don't know what's going on here. It's very weird, but. Uh, but I, I really like it. It's very cool. Yeah, it it doesn't change right to the end. And I've read the book now, and like some of it matches, but the rest of it is like okay. So <laughs> yeah, what's happening? I mean, I mean, I don't know that I would necessarily like read the read the book to be honest. But uh, like as a as a show, it's really cool. It's so different from like probably well, any other the book, show. The book didn't help much. You know, I was kind of hoping it would help. No, didn't didn't really. Like I understood the book by the end of this <laughs> season. I was like okay. What? <laughs> Looking forward to the next one, but I, I just love the neo, like almost neo noir feeling with the music yeah. and stuff, and see the colours yeah. and things like that. It's amazing. Hmm. Like, there's nothing on TV that you can kind of compare it to. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. But but yeah, like I think it was like ep- episode three that I was I was watching because I was watching in like playing Zelda at the same time, and uh, which is really uh, not a good way to to watch this show because no, you need to you need to kind of pay attention because like I'd started watching I think it was like episode three maybe it's the one where like you see the flashback of how how he met his missus and all that, um, and I thought I didn't realize it was a flashback until about like halfway through the episode and I'm like oh he's going back to prison and then I'm like no wait a minute. He started off the show in prison. This is like the begin- this is the beginning of the show. This is like the intro, and then when she like comes back as like the zombie and there's the arm chopped off and all that. But it's fucking cool. Like the the uh, the way they do the CG and like all the blood and all this in it. Yeah, it's so cool. Just some of the stuff in it is unbelievably fucked up though. Like the I don't know if I'm into it or not. You still wouldn't it- know by the end of it. <laughs> I have a feeling it's going to be one of those shows because, like, you're playing Zelda while watching things on the tablet, probably. Hmm. Um, I, it's a show where I think you do have to pay attention. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm I totally up to agree, the like... one where he has to play chess with the guy, and if he loses the bet, bet something happens. Yep. Yeah, and I, I'm up to the one after he loses the bet. Okay, I th- I think that's about where I am as well. Cause I I just I think I watched the chess one like yesterday. Um, okay. But yeah, like what a, what a cool show this is! Like uh, like I'm saying, like it's totally different from I think any other show that I've ever seen. Um, and, and I mean, there's a lot of gore, a lot of violence, there's a bit, a bit of swearing, a bit of sex. It's got kind of like everything in it that you would possibly want from a show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the the only thing that was like really was like really weird to me was in that first episode where that woman like eats that guy. She just kind of like is is having sex with him, and he just like goes inside her. I'm yeah. just like, what the fuck is happening here? But like, that's kind of covered like, a bit more. <laughs> I, I was like, I need to, I need to watch more of this. Like, this is all kinds of fucked up. <laughs> Yeah, and you're not you're not quite sure whether you're enjoying it or if it's just because it's different or because it's cool or a mix of all of them. But something about it works, you know. Like I've yeah, watched plenty of shows where I'm like, "What the hell happened?" But I was disappointed because I couldn't figure it out. But this one, it's more like, "Hmm, I can't really pinpoint why I'm watching this, but now I'm, I need to keep going." So it's kind of like it's like a car crash. Like you need to watch to see what's happening. 
like and see if it comes together and see if it all like yeah if it all ties in together but but yeah i'm really enjoying it like the performances are great as as well and it like the uh, the lead actor i don't know what his name is but like he's Shadow in hollyoaks his character yeah he's he was in hollyoaks which is like a british like really team, bad <laughs> yeah soap opera which is like it's really crap but like and he was he was an okay actor and i remember watching it like years ago and like he was okay in it but he was just someone that was there but like in this he's like knocking it out of the park like his performance is great his voice is really good his accent yeah and Lovejoy I like Lovejoy in it as well oh he's the one digging up the guy's wife uh, oh that's Mr. Mr. Wednesday is uh Mr. Wednesday is I, I forget the the actor's name but uh, he played a character over here called uh, Lovejoy in like a, his own show and he was like an antiques dealer that was like uh, he, he always went around and got on with all these like kind of middle-aged housewives, <laughs> <laughs> and he used to wear a leather jacket while doing it. It was very, it was like an old show from the nineties. Andy I, in I, ten years. That's who I remember him as. Oh no, I, I'm married. I can't do that. <laughs> ten years. There's plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> Ian McShane. Yeah, there you go. That's that's his name. But yeah, he's he's a great actor. And, uh, he's, he's a really weird character in this as well. And the the other guy that's in it, the kind of Irish guy, the fucking dead wife. <laughs> yeah, that's the one he, I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, I, I like him as well. Like he's uh, he was in uh, Orange Is the New Black. He played a character called Porn Stash in it, and he's just like he's just got like a porno tash in that sh- in that <laughs> show. <laughs> and he's like such a dickhead, but he, like he's really good in this well. And he's I, I don't think the actor's Irish. But like his Irish accent is uh, quite passable and whatnot in this. So, but yeah, really great show. Really weird though. Uh, if, I would only watch it if you're into weird things. If you like more normal shows, don't bother. No, it starts out kind of semi-normal to an extent until maybe for the first ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I think if you watch the first episode and you're like, "This is too weird," I wouldn't bother continuing because it only gets weirder. It does, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't stop either. <laughs> no, uh, but I think that's uh, that's probably all. I think that's all I watched. Okay, so I watched. Uh, I didn't watch a whole lot. I started a couple new shows because I've been kind of missing like uh, the not the British office, but the US office Parks and Recreation style program, Andy. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I talked to you about this one before coming out. Um, and it's done in the same style. And it's on the NBC as well. Uh, obviously not over here, but it's called Trial and Error. John Lithgow from Third Rock from the Sun, the dad. Right. Well, the, the, mm-hmm. the older alien. Yeah. <laughs> he's in it, and it's kind of filmed like mockumentary style, and it's about a murder. Like he's apparently he was the only person in the house while his wife like got thrown through a glass window, and he claims to have known nothing. It wasn't him. Blah blah blah. Um, and it's about this hotshot lawyer apparently coming to help him, but it turns out it's not a hotshot lawyer, it's just the apprentice, and he's never done a murder case, and he's got, got to defend him. And, um, like, just the crazy... I don't want to ruin it, because it's kind of newish. I think it's been approved for season two, and um, I've only seen the first episode, because this was a night of trial, and it was basically my Amazon um, uh, pilot night, but without using Amazon, because they only have ever one good pilot a year. Um the basically halfway through it, he's he's decided that his defence is going to lie on the fact that John Lithgow was a loving husband and a caring father, and he was devoted to his wife and loved her more than anything. And then on the news, there's a breaking story, uh, breaking news story where they get photos of him and his gym trainer. The first one is his gym trainer with his legs up in the air, and he says, 
well that was leg day and then the next one it's him and his gym trainer and the gym trainer's sitting in his lap like full on kissing him and he goes that one's harder to explain so then <laughs> the second half of the episode's him having to build up this next uh, defence for him and how it wasn't him and everyone's starting to turn against him in the town and it's like moving from New York to like almost um, Hicksville like hillbilly and no man's town sort of thing and his office is he's sharing in an office just now in a taxidermist with a woman that can't remember faces she's got a disease where she can't remember your face so every time she sees you it's like okay. she doesn't know who you are um, and she says but I do remember penises <laughs> 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 there's, there's, there's like his little ginger friend who uh, said he was retired from the police but it turns out that he left the handbrake off in his cop car and opened fire in a neighbourhood on his own cop car because it was rolling down the hill but he thought it was being stolen um, and then at the very end of the episode, just as you think they're getting somewhere, another breaking news story flashes up and it turns out that the guy's first wife uh, died by being pushed through a glass window. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, like, so after that, you're like, okay, so where's this going to go for the whole season? So it's going to be quite interesting. I did enjoy it and I will watch this one again. Um, not sure if it's on over here or if it was what channel it was going to be. I just picked up in Showbox. I don't um, even know if it was on here. I don't recall yeah. seeing that. It was on N- NBC, as far as I remember. I remember. Uh, I think it just recently wrapped, like the first, not wrapped, but finished up the first season, and it, mm. they were advertising it as the NBC's latest office and Parks and Rec style thing. So, John Lithgow is quite funny in most things, but he's a he's playing a, a comedy role, and this is kind of. I don't know. I don't know if he's lying or not yet, but it's quite funny the way it goes on. Um, and the next one that I tried out was called The Good Place. We can't remember her name. It's Kristen something, but she was Veronica Mars. Right. Kristen, yeah, Kristen, what's her name? Yeah, and was it Ted Dancing in Cheers that's got the yep. big forehead? Yeah. So <laughs> he he's in this, and she wakes up, and she gets told that she's died, and she's in the good place and she's like is it heaven he says no and she asked what religion was right and he says like christian everybody was a little bit right but no one had it locked down and basically the good place is whatever these people want it to be you get good points throughout your life as a system so like say you go and do charity work that'll be bonus points but like if you um ignored the next door neighbor when she wants you to help her hang out or washing that's bad points that sort of thing so she gets shown her new house and she gets shown her she can rewatch her memories at any point of her life and then like she meets her soulmate because everyone pairs up with her soulmate in this place and she confesses to the guy that that wasn't her um she was not a charity worker that done like um the sort of what is it called when you go over foreign aid style work where you go and build shelters and stuff peace corps yeah she was in the peace corps basically she says there's been some kind of mix-up what her job was basically selling fake pills that were made of chalk to old people to stop them from dying (laughs) okay (laughs) so she's trying to like she's told this guy and she's trying to convince everybody that she belongs there or she wants to stay there because she doesn't want to go to the bad place um however every time she does something bad because everybody there is really good like mother Teresa didn't apparently even get into the good place um she um she uh, for example uh, steals shrimp at the party and like steals more shrimp than is needed and like shrimp start raining from the sky and then she tries to be good and volunteers to do a trash pickup uh, to get good points um, so that she can stay there and she hides half the trash instead of doing it properly so like a storm comes and trash comes down at one point 
giant robot ladybirds are kind of attacking the lawn and um, Ted Danson's the architect style guy I don't know if he's God or whatever he is but he says he's working for his boss so I imagine he's not God and uh, it's his first ever town like this he's built so um, I don't know if I'll be watching this one again I might watch it but I'm more interested in trial and error than than this one um, I don't know I just don't like Veronica Mars as an actress never really liked her in anything including Veronica Mars <laughs> Kristen Bell yes that's the name thank you Jim. yes Kristen Bell um, I watched What's a couple of other things XOXO I watched uh, the full of Transformers Prime season one. Fraser recommended I watched it because it was still in a Transformers mood after the terrible movie. Um, basically, Transformers Prime season one is actually a follow-on from the Cybertron games, Andy. So it's like that branch of story of Transformers, right? Um, which is quite cool to me. The first half of the series, like I hate standalone episode series now or seasons, I prefer an overarching story, which did happen eventually, maybe like 11 episodes in. The rest of it, like you did with um, American Gods, I was sitting playing Zelda watching it. Um, But after about the 11th episode, it started picking up and the story carried over and it got more exciting. Voice acting's really good in it. (laughs) Excuse me. And it's all on Netflix. So if you're stuck for Transformers and you watch all of G1 like I have, then... Transformers Primes is not as kiddie as it seems. Yes, there's annoying children in it, but not as annoying as Michael Bay's last movie. So, hey, everyone's a winner with this one. Um, and lastly, I decided after hearing about stuff at work uh, to pick back up Doctor Who season nine. That's uh, Peter Capaldi's second one that I gave up on because I hate him. Um, <laughs> watched three episodes tonight. A uh, shite one that was about Sandmen people in space that killed you and a guy that made a stasis pod um, that could make you stay awake forever if you wanted uh, then the next one they were kind of in a hidden Victorian street by the wee girl that the doc, the Peter Capaldi's doctor accidentally made immortal she's got a street that's kind of a hiding place for all Doctor Who's enemies and there's this like tattoo, remember that film In Time with Justin Timberlake? Yep. Well this guy gets a tattoo who's clad as pal and it counts down to his death because apparently he'd done something bad you can't get rid of it, you're going to die then, but you can pass it on. So Clara willingly took it and she dies unceremoniously and mm. no one cared because she should have died like at the end of Matt Smith's because she does <laughs> not suit Peter Capaldi. He looks like a creepy old man with her. Yeah. Um, so, and it was undramatic, didn't really care. However, the next episode was fucking excellent. The doctor's kind of trapped in this sort of mind prison. You don't know who's put him there. And like every day he has to like redo the same steps and like figure out the puzzle. He's in like a tower castle thing in the middle of nowhere and it turns and constantly like the pillars move and like the rooms move and he's left himself clues every time like this sort of like ghoul, like almost like a death eater from Harry Potter or death, the grim reaper follows him when it touches him he dies and it resets um and basically at the end of it it takes him i think it's 100 years every time he gets to the bottom and it's like a big glass or diamond or ice thing and he punches it and chips a wee bit off it and like at the end of the episode the last five minutes is really shit because it just goes in a loop showing you this really fast and it's just him continually punching this one hole until like you hear him saying the same speech like 100 million years in the future like Two billion, two billion years, four billion years in the future until like he walks through and he, he frees himself. That bit was shit, but the rest of the episode was really cool. And I've only got two left. And from what I've heard, this season's been a lot better. As if like Peter Capaldi and the writers want to go out in a bang before they recast. And I hope it's not the rumours that it's the guy from you know the stupid son from my family on BBC Andy, the tall one. 
with the ginger hair. He was in Love Actually as well. Um, I don't remember. Yeah, look, look up um, my family, Doctor Who, and it will come up instantly because he's in talks. Basically, um, he, I suppose he could be good, but the guy that I would prefer was the guy that played uh, Stephen Hawking, and he was in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Okay, yeah, I know the guy you mean. I, I don't know his name, but I don't know the guy you mean. Yeah, I would rather be, uh, be him. But have you googled that guy yet from my family? Yeah, yeah I know. I know. Who he is. He'd probably be alright. He's Doctor Who. Yeah, so he's in the lead running. Like, Ladbrokes have actually stopped bets, and this happened at the same time when Peter Capaldi, and, like, when the new season's about to start and the Christmas special's getting filmed, obviously, like, leaks like this are going to happen. So mm. um, I think they're trying to bring it back to the days of, like, Matt Smith and David Tennant because they realised yeah. an old doc. Like, I love Peter Capaldi and other things. Like, in the thick of it, um, it was absolutely brilliant, that TV show, where he was, like, the, the spin doctor, but mm. he just did not suit Doctor Who, and he came in at the wrong time after Matt Smith leaving so high um, but that's about all I, I really watched like I'm going to see Spider-Man tomorrow because it's out here um, looking forward to that because it's Spider-Man and like see everyone online that's all of a sudden uh, don't get me wrong there's some people that didn't like it at the time that are slating Andrew Garfield and the Amazing Spider-Man the Amazing Spider-Man 2 like I like them both I get why some people don't like the Amazing Spider-Man 2 but the Amazing Spider-Man 1 was a really good film like I liked Andrew Garfield in it I personally didn't really like Tobey Maguire after the first Spider-Man. Didn't really like Spider-Man 2 or 3. But everybody's shitting all over the amazing Spider-Man for whatever reason. Possibly because we're so pissed off with 2, it blanked their memory about the first one. But no, I still like all things Spider-Man, so I'm very good. I'm still looking. It came out in America, I'm sure, but... Excuse me. Um, I've got the cold. <coughs> <coughs> Comes with this sort of clown shit. <laughs> Um, the um, sorry, yes, the Legacy Collection came out in America, uh, which contains like the five steel books of the first three and the Amazing Spider-Man movies. But it came out with an editor's cut of Spider-Man Three. Now this hasn't come out here yet. I can't see anything about a release date, and like I can't find it anywhere online to watch or even on iTunes to download. And it's really doing my head in because I really want to see this editor's cut. Um, I, I don't think it's going to make the movie any better. I'm not saying that, but I want to see it because I like Spider-Man. <laughs> like, I would still watch that Spider-Man movie over Doctor Strange any day. Personal preference. Agent no, no, no. That's a bad <laughs> movie, Ali. It's a terrible what? movie. Yeah, it was a bad movie, but I still like Spider-Man on screen. Like, I, I like Spider-Man. Like, Tobey Maguire was awful by that point. Like, he yeah. was, like, 40 in that one, <laughs> you know? Like, um, I, I like the fact that's when they finally got the age of Spider-Man locked down. And i seen today they confirmed that the Spider-Man arc is going to be over five movies, like Civil War, Homecoming, The Two Avengers, and Homecoming 2, I believe. And yeah. uh, he's going to wrap up uh, Phase 3. So they've said Phase 3 will finish at Homecoming 2. Or the, No, sorry, the current... You know how the Whatever they're going yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah, whatever the Spider-Man movie's called, yeah. Yeah, whatever they're going to do, Homecoming 2 or whatever it is, is going to uh, wrap up this what is it this phase or this state it's no, not they, the phase it's not phase three do, the redo, I mean, they, a redo whatever yeah, yeah i mean they do call it phases but i think what they mean is like that's what he's contract that's what like they've contracted with sony for they've licensed spider-man basically to be well, in no, five sorry, movies I, I didn't mean that i meant like you know how they're saying that the marvel universe won't be the same like basically yeah. 
that'll like basically the whole Marvel universe up to now will be wrapped up in Homecoming Two or whatever it's called. That's the last one of this phase of Marvel is what they're meaning. Um, so it'll who, be interesting. Who knows? What, what, who knows what'll who, do? Who knows? Who knows? We're not getting into that in this show. But like, what <laughs> I do like is Donald Glover, who was Stanley's choice for Spider Man before Andrew Garfield, um, is playing uh, Miles Morales's uncle. That's amazing, That's cool. which means yeah. Miles Morales is somewhere, hopefully. Maybe. Nice. Um, but anyway, yes, uh, that's all I really watched for this week. Um, so we'll we move on. Do you want to... No, you, you don't say it with enthusiasm. Let's move on to Level Up. This is the part of the show where we talk about all the video games we have been playing and most importantly, the video game news. So Andy, what's been happening in the video game news this week? Dun, dun, dun. See, that's drama. <laughs> <laughs> so uh last of us 2 is currently in production and uh apparently they're uh motion capturing this a pig news? this news pig. oh the, the pig is the news why not the, the giraffes the last but they didn't i don't think they mocap those giraffes because they were all like they were all like copies of each other but they're uh mocapping a pig for some mm. reason like maybe they just maybe they're trying to animate it and we're like this is not working. We can't get this pig to look real enough. We need to Maybe mock up a pig. <laughs> out pig beyond good and evil too. Must be, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guarantee you didn't mock up that pig. Um, but yeah, so they're <laughs> mock up in a pig. So they can have a realistic pig in it. Uh, the uh, the Cloudbelt remaster that we spoke about, uh, la- the Cloudbelt yes. like, new game that we spoke about last week is actually a remaster of the original game with like, extra levels and that sort of stuff in it. Um, but mm-hmm. it is coming... Yeah, it's a remaster, but it is coming to PS4 and Xbox One. Couldn't they just patch the old one? Well, it never came out on the consoles. That's the thing. Yeah, so, just I mean, release this one. Like they, they, they could, uh, they could patch the PC version or give it to the people that bought it for free or whatever. But, um, but it's, I think it's really cool and really smart that they're bringing this to console finally because I think it fits much better on console than it does on PC. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know if you, I don't know if you ever got to play this game, Chip. But um, basically, it's kind of, it's like a sort of free running game where you go through like small levels and try and like do them as fast I as possible. Think. I own it on PC. I might. It's a VR game as well. I think it, it looks VR? like okay. it could be. It uh, could we be played cool it at VR, EGX. Yeah. We met the guy that made it. What was it? Two thousand twelve or thirteen, and it looked really yeah. cool. But it's difficult. It's very difficult. Yeah, like I, I, I played it a bit on PC, but like I got, I got totally stuck. So I, I think they, they could do with making it a little, making the learning curve on it a little bit easier uh, for bringing it to console. But I don't know if they'll do that. We'll see, but I mean, like it's so the style of the game is so cool. Like the art style on it is absolutely cool as fuck. I have looked at it quite a few times. I know that, and yeah. I'm pulling up my. Yes, I own it. It's between uh, it's between uh, closure and cluster truck uh, in my <laughs> library. So I, I don't know if I don't know if they'll do free updates to it or. Uh, or if they'll like on Steam, or if they'll do like a release a new version. But uh, but coming to consoles, and I, I think it I think it will do well on consoles. It feels like more of like when you play it, it does feel like more of a console game than it does like a PC game. Um, okay, other news: the uh, Nintendo Switch has now sold over one million units in Japan, which is which is quite good. Like considering how like long it's been out, because we're what four months in now, four months into Switch. Um, and millions a lot for for that sort of time period, and I, th- I think that puts it about four worldwide, but four million, which is what like nearly halfway towards the Wii U target already. 
Oh, the Wii U. What a <laughs> shit console. <laughs> uh, you know my thoughts on it. Yeah. Uh, PlayStation Plus games for July were announced. Um, so for PS4, you're getting Until Dawn and Game of Thrones, uh, the Telltale game. Now, I, I don't know. Did you ever play either of these, Chip? Uh, not Until Dawn, but it's. I, I remember hearing that one. Yeah, um, like Game of Thrones is all right if you like Game of Thrones. If you mm-hmm. aren't interested in Game of Thrones, like the T, and if you don't watch the TV show, I wouldn't bother with it. Because yeah, I have no, I, I yeah, I already have two Telltale games that I need to play. I have the Batman, mm-hmm. I have the Guardians, so I, I think yeah. I'm good with Telltale for now. Yeah, the uh, the thing is with this Game of Thrones game, like it's it's really weird because it starts off like I think it's after the end of season three. That's when the story for this game kicks off. So if you've only watched season one of Game of Thrones, for example, then it will spoil the next two seasons for you, like by playing this game, because it takes place around a very specific event. Like I'm sure it's the season finale or there or thereabouts of season three, uh, the, the Red Wedding episode mm-hmm. um, takes place like starting from there, and then you're playing as like different characters from a different house. None of the guys that are in the uh, in the main show. However, some of the characters from the main show do show up, and they are voiced by the same people from the show, which is quite cool. Like you've got like Peter Dinklage and uh, I forget I forget the other actors' names, but like the actress that plays Marjorie Tyrell and Cersei and whatnot are, are in it, which is really cool. And the the times you get to interact with them are great. But like aside from that, it's it's not a great it's not a great Telltale game. And they did six episodes of this one for some reason. Rather than the usual five, which was odd, um, and I th- I think it suffered like pacing issues and stuff like that as well because of that. Um, I mean, other than that, it's a general, it's your standard Telltale game, but it's one of the, it's definitely one of the weaker ones. Uh, my balls apparently don't like spoilers, <laughs> so there there'll be no spoilers for that. Uh, until dawn, <laughs> until dawn though is excellent. Like if you've not played that before, sounds familiar. It's, it's I know like, we did last summer. It, you'll, you'll, like, you'll say it's not a game. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you'll like it, Chip, because uh, uh, Grant Ward is in it. Grant Ward. Okay. Okay. Yes. All right. Now I remember that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So so he's in it, and uh, you've got Hayden Panettiere's in it as well. And they they're like they're they're done in the in the game like so well. It's the same. Like they're obviously playing them, and they're motion capturing and everything like that, and they look like exactly like the look in the TV shows that they're in. Save the isn't, isn't the, the the goal of the game to get Hayden Panettiere into the shower or something like that? Yeah, she's in uh, a hot tub scene, but it's not. She's really. in a hot tub scene, yeah. <laughs> but there's, I don't think there's nudity in it. But uh, there's a lot of like violence and death and stuff like that, and uh, multiple choices and, and whatnot. But it's a it's a great like cinematic game. Um, honestly, like really good. Absolutely, check it out. Um, so that's uh, from today. That will be uh, free to download. Um, I, I, would, I would definitely recommend it, Chip. It's not that long either. Maybe like seven, eight hours to get through. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one that's the other one that's come out is uh, that's you, which is the first PlayLink game. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you heard of this PlayLink thing from uh, from E3, but Sony's basically doing a thing where if you if you ever played the Jackbox Party Pack on PS4, um, basically you are able to use your phone to interact with the with the game. So mm. this this one's like a a party game basically, uh, but this is the first PlayLink game. There's a couple more like in, more interesting ones coming out, but this is the kind of the intro one that every PlayStation Plus subscriber will get for free. Uh, and on the other consoles, you're getting uh, Tokyo Jungle Alley. Remember this, the the Promethean. 
The Promethean? <laughs> was that, what was that, episode one? One, yeah. Yeah, episode one. Finally, finally three. In episode one of 42 Level 1, Ali played Tokyo Jungle and talked about it and called a Pomeranian a Promethean. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Which is amazing. Um but yeah, you get Tokyo Jungle, which is a, actually a really fun game. It's so strange, but it's it's really fun. You play as like different animals and you have to like run around and eat things and level up. It probably doesn't play as well as we remember it though. It's, it's a, a roguelike. roguelike. Yeah. Yeah, it's a roguelike. Everybody yeah. drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um you're also getting on PS3 Darkstalkers Resurrection and then on Vita you're getting Don't Die Mr. Robot, which is also cross by on PS4 and uh Elemental that has a four in it instead of an A. How witty! I <laughs> know. I don't know. Is it is the game called Elemental Four, or is it just Elemental? And maybe it's because of the four elements. Could be, or it could be like the fourth game in the series. Who knows? Uh, but that's coming out on on Vita. I'll I'll, I'll probably download that and and tell you how it is next week. Um, next ones. There's some so, uh, Rick and Mort. Yep, on you go, Chip. Andy, I was able to look up uh, for for you on CloudBuilt. Uh, the official, their official uh, announcement is, we are also intending on giving owners of the original CloudBuilt some kind of special deal for Super CloudBuilt. Okay. But we will be able to tell you more about that uh, at a later date, closer to release. Okay. Well, I mean, at least so, they're doing something. Yeah. So that's fine. I mean, I think the I think the thing is with with Cloudbolt, I'm sure it was in like a bunch of humble bundles and things. So like people were able to get it really really cheap. So I mean, if you've only paid like a pound or even less for it, then uh, it it's not a much of a big ask if you really like the game to throw the developer a couple more pound to get the uh, get the super version. But like I say, I would rather play it on probably PS4. Although if although if it does come to Switch. Like I'd, I'd probably rather play it on Switch. <laughs> uh, this summer on Steam, PS4, and Xbox. Yeah, I, I don't know like the way that it's designed. I don't know that it would necessarily run on a Switch that well because it does need like a high frame rate because it's really like it's really twitchy. So, mm-hmm. but it's it's a good game. It's just a bit, a bit too hard. Uh, okay, so other news: uh, Rick and Morty DLC is coming to Rocket League. It's free, Ali. Yeah. Well, let's, well, let's draw you back some. Uh, oh no, I, I never get drawn away from it. I just have other games to play. I think it's a great game. I've never delayed it since they gave us it, but I I will be playing it in Switch now that they're doing that. Um, but the Rick and Morty DLC, as far as I could see, was just um, like antennae. Yeah, it's antenna, and I think there's uh, there's some wheels as well, some wheels from the show, and there's like uh, trails as well, like exhaust trail things. Yes, yeah, fine. I mean, it's all free, it's, so. Yeah, I like the Batmobile. Like, I didn't buy it yet, and I'm glad because I've got a feeling the Switch one's coming with all the DLC or some of it anyway. It, I believe it's like basically all the DLC that's not like system exclusive. So things like I think the Warthog is in it on Xbox One. I don't. Yeah. Think, I wouldn't imagine that will be in it on uh, on Switch. Although, I mean, maybe they'll put in like I don't know an F Zero ship or something because like, it's on cross Switch. Platform. Well, yeah, I don't think you're going to get a Warthog in Rocket League on Switch. There's no way. There's no maybe, way. Maybe. Maybe it's a fuck you, Sony. <laughs> that would uh, be nice. It, yeah, it could be. Uh, <laughs> uh, Xbox has announced some more of the uh, some more of the games coming into the Xbox Game Pass library. Uh, 
So they're adding in Resident Evil 6, Dead Island Definitive Edition, Guacamelee Super Turbo Championship Edition, Flame of the Flood, um, Bard's Gold and Monocle, what's yours is mine. Uh, it's good value proposition, uh, that one. Like There's a lot of games you can get in there, I think there's over 100 now. So if you've got an Xbox One and you're looking for like a bunch of different games to play, go for it. Yeah, it's definitely better value than PlayStation Now, or PlayStation eventually once the lag catches up. <laughs> yeah, I mean the the lag is the lag is not that noticeable on PS4, but it it is like yeah. it's like half a, maybe half a second, which it depends on the game you're playing. I think if you're playing a Telltale game, doesn't matter. If you're playing Street Fighter Two, it matters a lot. Yeah, so it, it it totally depends on like oh, what game you're playing. I thought you actually downloaded the game. I didn't think you were streaming it over uh, on PS Now. No, well, yeah. PS Now. Oh, PS Now. Yeah, you're streaming. Yeah. yeah, PS Now you're streaming. That's why the Xbox yeah. one's much better because it mm-hmm. it behaves like like PS Now, so you can get access to all the games, but you download them onto your hard drive, which means there's no right. lag at all, which is instantly makes it better than PS Now. Yep. Um, okay. Other news: uh, Pinball FX Three has been announced. Yeah, yeah. Which is <laughs> which is a great announcement, but also a really weird announcement because. On PS3, 4, Vita, it's always been Zen Pinball too, and Zen Pinball 1 even, so I'm, I'm sad that Zen Pinball has gone away and now it's Pinball FX. Like, I like Zen Pinball as a title. Like, I'm like, Pinball FX 3? Oh. We'll, we'll shout at Bobby or Steven or something over emails. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure. Like, I'd be, I'd be really interested to know the story behind that and like why they've like unified it now and like why. Do you know why they were unable to do it before, Chip? Why it was it had a different title on the different platforms? No, I never asked them that. It sounds like you didn't either. No, nope. no, we didn't either. <laughs> no, <laughs> professionals. <laughs> yeah, so that that would literally be like we need to get them on for an interview to talk about this like near to when it's coming out. Um. But it does. It sounds great. Like you've got, um, you've got like more uh, two-player modes and stuff like that in this one now. And the best thing about it though is that all your current tables port across. Uh, I believe that the one of the main reasons they're actually doing this as a new game is because they on P, on PlayStation they ran out of trophies. So when they were when they were going to be adding new tables now, they couldn't get any more trophies for it. They'd reached like the the cap for that, and they pro- they must have been nearly there on the Xbox as well. I don't know if Xbox has a cap per se. I think it does, like per per single title, right? I mean, maybe, maybe Originally, not. it was a hundred because mm. I did ask them that, and they were mm. running in the last few tables on the three hundred and sixty. Uh, you know, this is going back now. Mm. Yeah, they didn't know what they were going to do. Be, you know, or there was going to be very limited trophies in the tables because uh, they were running. They had run out. There was yeah. a limit of a hundred. So with them doing a doing a new one, I would imagine that like all the old ones will still be in there, and then the the new ones will have new trophy sets and whatnot. It always made me sad that because I mean they could they could have done some really interesting things with the, the with the trophies, but because they were limited to like what two per uh, t- per table essentially, they were only able to do like one or two. Like because you can make some really funny jokes like in trophies and get people to do some like real weird things in the pin- in pinball tables. But I, I can't wait for it to come out. I'll I'll be in day one. I mean, we've, I'm sure, got so many tables um, over the years from from Zen and uh, even mm-hmm. and from buying them and whatnot as well that 
we've got a massive library of these already. Um, yeah. I hope I hope there's like a I hope the leaderboards are are a, a bit better on this one. Like there was something a bit off about them on PS4. I don't know what it was. It's called Derek being at the top of all of them. <laughs> that but was yeah, so, what was wrong with the de- leaderboards. <laughs> so when this comes out, we, we will definitely have some sort of competition. Um, did they say if it was coming to Switch or not? I hope it is. Because it came to Wii U and 3DS, so I'd imagine yeah. it if they want to work with Nintendo. But I, I don't think they said in their announcement, uh, but definitely PS4, Xbox One, PC. Uh, Mario Odyssey has been voted uh, best of show in uh, E3 2017, the Game Critic Awards. That's kind of a given, isn't it? Like we, yeah. we expected that going in, and it's not really a surprise that that's what's happened in the end up. Um, okay, Z- uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild's DLC. Apparently there's a big difference in the amount of space that you'll need on Wii U and Switch. Yeah, you, there is. is. Is the Wii U bigger or smaller? A lot smaller. The Switch was close to 3 gigabyte, and the Wii U was like 430 megabytes because um, oh. my friend that's got it in the Wii U had spent like hours and like he got home two hours before me and I had it downloaded before his house was even halfway so <laughs> what so it's smaller it's smaller on the Wii U then smaller on the Switch it's like 430 oh. I don't quote me Mac I say but it's 430 megabytes for the Switch and it's like 3 gigabytes in the Wii U or something or 13 it's some stupid yeah it's probably like an optimization thing. They probably haven't bothered to optimize it as much on the Wii U. So what you get for running an inferior console these days. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just tell them to buy a Switch, Ali. It's, t- it's time. <laughs> yeah. No yeah. one should be playing a Wii U anymore. Like, I feel sorry for anyone. Nobody should have ever been playing a Wii U ever. Well, I mean, there were some good games on it, but like, uh, realistically, all of the good games will come to Switch in some form or another. I would hope so. Um, okay, uh, you ever played Rust, Chip? I, I'm, I think you've talked to this before. Rust, have you not? No, I've not Ryan. played Rust. Maybe it was Ryan. Probably Ryan. Could be. Um, so apparently 329,970 copies of Rust have been refunded on Steam for a total of $4.3 million. <laughs> That's, <insane. laughs> That's a lot of money. That's That's crazy. But, I mean, if that many people are refunding your game, there's a problem with the opening of your game. Like, <laughs> all, sure your game, ho- all your sure game's not very good. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, because uh, on Steam you can refund up to what two hours if you've played less than two hours, you can refund the game. Two weeks and two hours. Yeah, two weeks and two hours. So I mean, the, the people are obviously like picked it up, tried it, didn't like it, refunded it. I mean, it's a it's a bit of a problem with like Steam's refund thing, but it's great for like for customer service. Because, I mean, if somebody buys something and doesn't like it, they're like, well, I don't really like this. It's not for me. I wish I hadn't spent this money. Like, you can't trade it in or anything because it's digital, so you can refund it if you decide within that amount of time that you don't like it. Which is, I mean, fair enough, but, like, the fact that this game has so many, like, I would suggest that their opening is bad. <laughs> I haven't played it, so I can't com- I can't comment on, like, what their game's actually like, but it's, it's like an online but I think the developer it? of the game actually commented at the bottom of the article saying it was fair enough. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he's he, that. All that says to me is that he's made made enough money off it that he's okay with that. <laughs> uh, okay, some switch news now. Super Bomberman R has had an update, which has added some new characters to the game, including Silent Hills Pyramid Head, <laughs> which is that's really cool that they're adding things like that. And I think they added one of the Castlevania guys in as well. I've not tried it yet. 
No, me neither. Um, I need to go back to Bomberman. Like it's it's one that I pick up every so often. Um, and I tried to play through the campaign, and I can't do it because I'm really bad at it. Um, so I think I should probably just stick to the multiplayer. I think I'd be better at the multiplayer. Isn't it also but, kind of boring? Uh, uh, the campaign. I mean, it's just kind of your kind of standard Bomberman Bomberman feel. Uh, but it, I mean, it plays well mechanically and whatnot. And there is like a little bit of story in there. It's it's kind of it's a very simplified, limited story, but. Um, other news, Sony has pulled the game listed as the world's fastest platinum trophy from PSN. So this game was called Five Star 1000 Top Rated. Right, I, I don't know if you I don't know if you heard about this, because a lot of people have been talking about this this week, but basically what it is is it's a game that came out in America. It was like a dollar, or I think it was even less than a dollar. And all it was was like one of those tile-moving games. You know, those games where there's a gap and you have to move mm-hmm. the tiles around to, like, to get them to look like a picture well this game came out and uh, had itself billed as like the and it's like description for the game and everything like that is like being the world's fastest platinum trophy and their trailer was all about like getting the platinum trophy in under an hour um and they said you can do it in 20 minutes if you go to this website and follow our guide uh so (laughs) so sony were like fine to put that up in the first place and like obviously went through qa and got approved and everything like that and it came out and then after it came out like people started going Oh, look at this game! Like selling, it's basically selling itself off the back of having this easy platinum. It's essentially selling a platinum to you, like because mm-hmm. it's, it's apparently I haven't played it, but it's apparently so easy to get platinum. And it, it does look ridiculously simple. So uh, after Sony found like got held the backlash about it, they decided to pull it down, ask the developer to remove the all mentions of platinum trophy from their trailer and from the description on the, on the uh, on the store page and whatnot, and before they would allow it to be like re up uh, put back up on uh, on sale. Uh, now, as up to this point, I don't believe it's back on sale yet, but that that's kind of a problem. Like if if that's all they want to do, because the, the issue with this is the game is not really a game, because all they've done is like they, this is a company that makes themes. So like they make the four these they make four K backgrounds for the PS4 like so pictures of like sand and like tiles and that sort of stuff in four K so that you can have them on your PS4 Pro and they sell these like on the PSN and all they've done is take those pictures and make them into this stupid like pointless tile game and try to sell it to people by chucking a platinum in it like that's a problem <laughs> that should not pass QA QA they'd be like this is this is just shit don't put this well, on that, the work that that's where you went wrong you're assuming Sony has QA. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I think their QA is like, does it function? Does it work? That and that's no, it. What's the answer? <laughs> like, some somebody plays through and goes play for plays it for probably five minutes and goes, okay, it functions, it boots, it doesn't crash within five minutes. Okay, it go, I can go on the store. That's fine. I don't think they even read or spell check the descriptions that go up on the website or check the trailers at all. And they're like, that's fine, up it goes. So yeah, they they've pulled it and it's not back up yet. Kind of a a weird one that. Uh, I would imagine it will go back up and it will still be there. It's also probably not the fastest platinum because you can get uh, like I've got a platinum in, inside one second before, so they're lying. Um, eBay scalpers are already at it with the uh, the, the SNES Classic Edition. Um, did, did you order one of these, Chip? SNES Classic? Hell no. No. Hell no. <laughs> I mean, you've probably played all the games that you wanted on the SNES back in the day, but I mean, it's nice for nostalgia to have this sort of thing. Um, if if it was available I on a store shelf, I don't have that nostalgia gene. I just... Yeah, but but I mean, if like I'm sure you've said before, like same with the, with the NES Mini, like if you saw it on a store shelf, it's 
50, like it's what like sixty seventy dollars. You you pick it up for playing like at parties and stuff like that. It's good to have around for that sort no. of stuff. No, <laughs> okay, but no. um, but but not like I, I'm not going. To, I wouldn't go out of my way to go and to get hold of one of these to be honest because it doesn't have the games on it that I would want to play. Like Star it only too. has. I mean, it has Star Fox too. Like I wasn't really. I, I didn't really like Star Wing that much. So. Why would I care about Star Fox too? Um, the only games that I would really want to play on it is like uh, the three Donkey Kong Country games, which only one of them's on this. So I'll just wait till those come to Switch. I would much rather play all of these games on the Switch, on the <coughs> rather than having them tethered to my TV with probably like a cord that's like ten centimeters long. Um, Here, here's what I'm running into with the Switch because you know they are coming out with a lot of good indie games on the Switch these <laughs> days. It's like, oh, that might be good to have on the switch. On the switch, and then I go and look on Steam. Up, oh, I already own it on Steam. <laughs> I think it depends, like how you want to play it. Though, I mean, some of these will uh, will be better in like handheld mode, like in terms of the mm. games feel more like you would play them on the couch while you're like, watching something or something like that. More kind of yeah. five minute jump in, jump out things. I was kind of looking don't... at Oceanhorn. Mm. Okay, yeah. No. But you've got no. Zelda. You don't need that yeah. if you've got Zelda yeah, as a thing. I know, it's another Zelda. Yeah. It's I, mean, I think it's Zelda. I think it's a simplified Zelda and whatnot, but uh, but I think if you've got Zelda... Like, if why, you want why it, you like you said, if you get it on another platform cheaper or whatnot, you can get it on your iPhone for like three quid. Mm. Yeah. It's 13 quid on the Switch. Yeah, and I actually don't have it on Steam, so I'm wondering if I have it on Xbox. Okay. I thought I bought it somewhere, but... <laughs> Um, there's a new uh, accessory coming out for your phone, which will allow you to play Game Boy cartridges on your phone. It costs £60 over here. Uh, it makes your phone essentially look like a Game Boy and turns the top half into like a colour Game Boy screen. Kind of cool, like if you want to play old Game Boy games and can't be all finding a Game Boy. Cool. Gives you buttons on your phone. like. But, I mean, I think that would be annoying if somebody tried to phone you or something like that. Like, how you can answer it? Yeah. Because you're not going to be able to swipe like the bottom part of the screen to answer it. You're going to have to unclip this thing, and it's going to be a pain. Uh, there's a big, there's a big Xbox sale on now. Many, many games discounted. They're kind of like summer sale. Uh, head over to the stores if you want to check it out. I, I don't know if if you bought anything in it, Ali. Um, my Xbox is just so the wife can watch TV these days. <laughs> um, obviously, tomorrow I'll be using it to watch some films um, on the new telly, but. Um, yeah, I don't. I, my PS4 Pro's up here with me with my Switch, so the Xbox One S can stay downstairs. I have no need for it just now. There are games on it that I will go back to and I want to finish, but uh, just because it's reality TV show season and she loves them, I come upstairs most nights at nine and just get a good few hours of gaming in now, which is good. But mm-hmm. most of most of it's just one game, which I could play down the stairs anyway. <laughs> the uh, are you are you still using your Xbox much, Chip? Like, what's your the Xbox One? Yeah, yeah. I still use it. Um, uh, yeah, I actually write these days. I'm kind of using everything. I've sort of been bouncing from system to system to system the uh, the last week or two. By the way, Oceanhorn is currently eight dollars on the Steam or seven fifty on uh, the Steam sale. So buy, buy so, it there. That's a lot cheaper. <laughs> if, if you have to buy it, yeah, yeah. So. Um, but yeah, actually, I've been. I was on the X Xbone over the weekend. 
mainly playing Marvel superheroes. Okay. Which we'll get into in a second, because yeah. I'm playing it basically on both right now. Okay, cool. Um, Platinum Games has been teasing Bayonetta on the Switch. Good. I would assume that this is Bayonetta 1 and 2, and not a new game. I, th- I think the thing is with with uh, a lot of Switch games, especially ones that come out, uh, sorry, with a lot of Wii U games, especially ones that come out later on in or the, any of in the them, cycle, only or any of them, them. <laughs> yeah, they they didn't sell very well, and the developers are probably looking for a way to like recoup their costs or make let the games have a wee bit more money and recognition and stuff like that. So uh, it's a it's probably relatively easy to do a port from Wii U to Switch, <laughs> given how many people have like how many. Different games have done it already. Uh, I would Plus, it's a smart that... move if they still get the Bayonetta two license exclusive to Nintendo to get it out and Switch first before like it goes to PS four or Xbox and whatnot. Hundred percent. Like the, I mean, the Switch is way on course to outsell the Wii U probably within the next year, easy mm-hmm. maybe two at the most. Uh, so I, th- I think they're at four million overall already, which is like nearly halfway towards the Wii U already, and it's only yeah. about three months. So <laughs> uh, that that's amazing. Um, so yeah, Wii U is dead, and any any of the good games that people didn't really play much on the Wii U should a hundred percent come over to Switch. Uh, they they could maybe do them like slightly more budget than than what they've been releasing them at. Like Mario Kart for like forty pound, like sixty dollars full price release. Although it had the DLC and stuff like that in it, it is like an older game and whatnot. So I, I think like Bayonetta, if they can bring that out for like thirty pound, like forty fifty dollars. That would probably be a more kind of smart price point for them, and they would sell a lot more copies of that. Uh, okay, so uh, EA and Sony have been getting in a bit of hot water this week because they put up a trailer on uh, the official PlayStation YouTube channel, which was for Anthem. So that's the new game from uh, EA and BioWare, which uh, was shown at E3, running on Xbox One X, and the trailer that they put up on PlayStation's official YouTube channel was the exact same trailer but it had <laughs> the buttons on it photoshopped so instead of being Xbox buttons they were photoshopped to be like PlayStation buttons so it was like L1 and L- L1 and LB swapped over and R1 that's, and R1 that's like Ford coming out with a new <laughs> car and like Peugeot or something just photoshopping the car in their next advert going <laughs> yeah. yeah it's kind of the same but we've not got ours ready yet <laughs> But uh, I mean, it's kind of, like I think what it, what the problem is is that like uh, so- Sony like doesn't do this. It's not they've just they've just been given the video the asset to uh, put out as the the trailer for it. This is this is EA or BioWare's problem because they've just went okay. We want to have the same trailer everywhere. That's fine. But they've just went okay. Well, what we'll do is with this one rather than capturing new footage on like a PlayStation platform or uh, I don't know like taking away the the HUD and replacing it properly with a PlayStation HUD or whatever, they've just went, okay, well, we'll just, like, write an L1 <laughs> over this LB here. <laughs> like, no. Uh, and I mean, like, I mean, a lot of people probably wouldn't notice it, but it's the internet. People people fucking find these things. So, like, somebody's, like, zoomed right in, and you can see that it's just, like, a L1 over an LB. So that's just, like, some lazy intern has, went, has been given this job to make this trailer into, like, the PlayStation trailer, and it just went, okay, and just drawn on it in paint. I mean, there you go. And nobody's noticed and except the internet and it's like, yeah. So that's now been that video's now been taken down. Um and it it'll probably be replaced at some point in the near future. Yeah, uh, there's a Splatoon two Nintendo Direct coming out this week. I don't need to see it. Just give me the game. 
I, I Agreed. Think, I, I think that the, what they're doing with this is they'll probably be talking about their plan for post-launch. Because, I mean, it's only it's out in, what, like a week or so? Two weeks, maybe? Two weeks. Two, yeah, three two weeks. weeks. Yeah. So I, I think what they'll do with this one is they'll be talking about their post-launch DLC plans, which, well, I would assume will be the same as, like, the first game, which all the DLC was free, and they, like, rotated in maps, and they gave all these extra weapons and stuff. So I, I'm quite... I'm, I'm fine with them doing a, a direct about that. As long as it's not about the launch of the game, and, like, here's more things that will be in the game at launch. Like, as long as they say... Buy this game and keep playing it because here's what we're adding. Like that—that's what they need to do. Or realize that people have been aware since the launch of the Switch of this game and played the fucking um, beta of it before the Arms beta, which is already out, and played the first <laughs> one probably, and just show us Metroid Four. Nintendo, go away. I don't think you're seeing anything of Metroid Four till next year. At it's least not what I said. Damn it. <laughs> uh, the. The Xbox gamer with the highest gamer score yeah. went on honeymoon and lost his top spot. And <laughs> his comment was, it, it, "Was he said, oh, I was just busy having lots of great sex. You're like, fair enough. Like, yeah. Who cares about gamer score when you're banging? It's fine. <laughs> yeah, but it held Take it care of your years. real <laughs> penis before your e-penis. Exactly, yeah. I mean, That's how long did he hold kids. that for? Uh, like 11, 10 years or something? 11 years? Jesus. I mean, somebody's obviously like... Some people, the people in in that type of community, like they they know what each other are doing and they follow each other and whatnot. So like yeah. the people, the person who's been just below took a week going, off and just played games. Yeah, that's what they've that's what they've been doing. They've they've noticed that he's like going away for like a week or two weeks, or whatever. And they've went right in that time. I'm gonna like absolutely hammer this and beat him. And fair, fair play to that person as well. Years, but the guy that was at the top was the first ever person to get a million Xbox uh, points. Wow. How many, how many have you guys got? Like, I have no idea. I, mean, I, probably... I don't play for trophies anymore. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I've probably got a couple of thousand, maybe, from the Xbox games I've played. But mm. really nothing. Like, I mean, I, I'm also playing PlayStation. I, I've got basically what the guy that overtook him, like, less than what the guy earned in a, in a week, in 11 days when he was away. <laughs> like, this guy earned, like, almost 100,000 to overtake him. Holy and, fuck. Yeah, in a in a week, but like what you said, he's booked a week off work, seeing that he's away, and just rented every easy game that he could. To his latest one was an hour before the article, and it was like Farm Simulator, which I imagine if you know what you're doing and you've got a guide, mm. you can just milk that thing for the trophies till it's dead. So some of them are easy, some of them are hard. Like the, I think the Vita one was like a hundred hours, because yeah. I looked at it and I'm like, no. I'm yeah, not, but if I'm he just left farming running, something like for a hundred hours, if he just left it running while he was sleeping with the elastic band trick around the thumbsticks, I suppose yeah. But yeah, um, I think that is all the news. Okay, so I'm going to jump in first with my games because that's the sort of thing I can do. Because um, I haven't played that many. Um, oh, oh, I will say, last week you probably heard me bitching, thinking that my minish cap was glitched, Andy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it wasn't. Like, I was just <laughs> being an idiot. Like, it was the guy who was telling me, you need to go down south and speak to my friend. And he was like, I don't have anything to sell. He wasn't lying after all. He wasn't a horrible person. Um, I had a bottle, and I didn't realise... No one told me to do this in the Zelda game, and I forgot about what mm. Zelda, Zelda... I forgot about Zelda games. Even Breath of the Wild was just kind of, yeah, here you go, go, do stuff. Um, you had to take the bottle and get water in it to make a... Like it's kind of harder to see, obviously, in a two D scale. Like you, you put it on a weed and it grows, and you climbed up the weed. And I'm like, 
Yeah, I would have never figured that out. So I will admit that's the first time in any Zelda I've had to look up something, but I only looked it up because I thought it was a specific glitch and I just Googled the part about the mountain uh, type glitch and I couldn't find anything, so I clicked on it. And I'm like, what am I doing wrong? I'd done everything that it was saying. And then it was like, and then use the bottle and get some water. And I'm like, ah, I didn't think about it. I thought it was to catch fairies, you know, like that usually is in Zelda to keep them for your health for the boss battles. No, hmm. that was it. Um... So I played a couple more. Well, I played Framed. It's a mobile game. Uh, I seen Kojima was playing it. Uh, Metal Gear Solid guy, Kojima Productions, did mm-hmm. uh, Death Stranding. Uh, basically, it's quite cool. You would like it, Andy. Chip, maybe not so much. Um, well, you might find it's cool, but it's not a game to you. It's a uh, basically you get comic panels. And what happens is a scene plays out like it's actually like not a motion comic, but the the guy's actually moving. So like he'll run from the top to like the bottom and dodge stuff. But he'll run from the first panel through to the second panel, and a cop will appear and shoot him dead. Game over, right? So then, what you do is you restart it, you pause it, you swap like the co- you touch on it, and you push like left, like move the tiles about, basically sort of thing. So that the scene behind the cop, where it's like a doorway, you move that in front of the cop, so that when you hit play, the guy runs, goes in the doorway, and the cop misses him. Okay. You know that sort of thing. So then, I only played it for a short while. It was free recently, so I don't think it's too dear. It's free in the ice store, and um, the cops were all chasing me, and then there was like one, there was a staircase, and I had to, not only is it a bit of a puzzle to figure out which way to put them, but yeah, it's kind of trial and error, like, what happens when he runs into this one? Oh, there's a cop hiding around the corner. Okay, so that one can't go there. And basically, you want it to play out so the whole comic scene runs smoothly and the guy gets away, because I think he's been framed for something. So I, I couldn't figure out how to stop getting shot at the window, and there was, like, a table in the next scene. So I flipped the panels around there, and my guy jumped over the table and knocked it backwards, so the bullets hit that and then dived out the window. Next thing, you're sliding down a zip line. This is as far as I've got, so don't worry. I'm not... Um, and I couldn't figure out how to get down the zip line. Then I realised in one of the comic panels, there's a bird. So I moved the comic panel to where the guy's trying to snipe me, and the bird flies towards the sniper. So I slide safely. So really interesting. Cool. Really interesting. That sounds very different. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. It's not. There's not much to it apart from f- like trial and error puzzle style game. Um, it's quite cool. I don't know if there's much story to it bar that, but it's an interesting idea. Not really like anything I've played before. Um, so obviously I got a mini NES, um, which is sitting here with uh, all the entire English uh, and American NES back catalogue on it, which is not as standard. Obviously, don't do it, kids. It's not worth it. Totally is. <laughs> um, so I've got like seven hundred and twenty-seven NES games here, and I never owned a NES because over here it was either Sega or Nintendo. And uh, I was big time Sega. Andy was lucky enough that he had a brother that was into gaming. Mine never has been, so he ended up having both. But I'd never owned a NES, so I've been playing See, some. I, of the I never games. had a NES either. Mm. Like, because uh, we didn't. Like my brother didn't really get into gaming until like. Well, I mean, I suppose he get got into it kind of the same time. But like, we had a Master System and then a Mega Drive and a yeah. NES. So we never had we never had a NES either. I've never had much love for the NES. My There's first more, like, games on it, but. My first Nintendo was the N64. But anyway, with this NES, there's a load of games I've not played. Obviously, I've tried out Mario Brothers and Mario Brothers 2 and 3, the standard ones. Um, but there's a few games that I, I, I have been playing that are quite fun. Uh, Bucky O'Hare, the game, because I loved Bucky O'Hare when I was younger, oh, yeah. is an actually really good platformer. Um, Darkwing Duck as well. Never ever played, the, obviously, this version of it. And do, it's do absolutely amazing. I've played that Bucky O'Hare game as well, because like, I played it in... Because uh, you can play it in the browser. 
um, like on on your PC, um, okay. and that that that's actually not bad because you can yeah. you can go and like choose what like what level you go into, can't you? Yeah, and you yeah, can, and basically yeah. your your whole team's been taken to different planets. Yep, and it's 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 hard. It's fucking hard though. Like yeah. it's really hard. <laughs> Quite a it's different good, game. I also played some of the um, Marvel wins in there, as you expect uh, for this sort of era. But the most uh, hilarious one was the Wolverine game, because not only could Wolverine die from like not a very high fall, uh, also like two hits from a robot kills Wolverine in this. Um, <laughs> but he has to have burgers to put his health bar up, like his <laughs> because obviously the pixels and the ability of the yeah. system. But I'm like just seeing Wolverine duck to pick up a burger. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Um, but no, there are some quite fun games, and obviously I, I, I've never owned a NES, let alone played these. So. Um, Fraser was going on at me saying you could have got a Raspberry Pi and put ROMs on it and made that a lot cheaper but there's something cool about having the official Nintendo thing with it you know the Nintendo controller and just having it here and um, like with the, the, this mini thing here has got the entire NES library that's in English and I could, I, I've got the file that's got all the Japanese ones but I don't see much of the point um, do you know what I mean just to have this sitting here is just quite cool to me um it's, it's, it's never going to be something I'm going to sit down for hours and play, but every now and then, like when I'm doing the YouTube videos for us or uh, uploading stuff, I'll, I'll sit and play a wee bit of it, you know, just, I like it, and it's got a save file, and the cool thing is, in the original version of the NES, you get 30 games, and you get like, what, five save files or something, hold on, let me take, uh, you get four save files, and that's it. Now, see, in this, I have got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24 folders filled with, like, maybe 30 or more games each. The limit's 80 for a folder. And each of those folders has got four save files, and there's still 100 megabytes of data left that I could save into this mini console. So Nintendo only used a fraction of what was available. Um, I love it. Like, all these games look really good as well the original 30 is still in its own folder called the original 30 it's easy enough to revert back so um obviously support nintendo and buy nes games brand new when you can folks um <laughs> but yeah <laughs> the way the way that i done this it took me i'd say an hour mostly because of the loading but the cool wee program that i used um uh, basically google searches all the cover art for you and everything so it just nice. it's like downloading roms for an emulator and just porting them over to your nintendo and it's not crash once all these horror stories are bullshit maybe at first when it happened but now obviously they've kind of perfected it. it's coming up to a year on and yeah i love it like so handy to have like loads of games i've never played before and um yeah just a nice nice piece of history to have i like the look of the thing the ream thing as well um i'm probably not going to sell it i'll keep it um so uh, the last thing I played, obviously, was Zelda because why wouldn't I've played Zelda since it came out? <laughs> of course. Um, uh, as you guys know, I finished it at like forty hours, but I'm currently borderline ninety hours, I would say, because about four hours ago it said eighty-five hours or more. Um, the DLC, I finished every part of it so far, bar the Master Sword Quest. I haven't done the Master Quest mode, which is restarting from the start again. Um, but the main DLC, apart from the Trials of the Sword. I've found Majora's Mask, the Korok Mask, Travel Medallion, and all the other stuff except the outfits. For some reason, I cannot find where the outfits are. Tingle and the Phantom ones. Still looking for them, so it's kind of cool. You don't want problems. that Tingle outfit anyway. It yeah, looks do, horrible. Because, because it looks like, like something like a green gimp. Yeah, it is. It's a 34-year-old creep. <laughs> like, he's meant to be a creepy guy. And, like, see, when you walk past the villagers in the game with it on, they shudder in fear. Um, yeah, I'm not surprised. He looks fucking yeah. horrible. Yeah, so... No, but I just want to do it too 
could collect it. Having Majora's Mask quite cool doesn't really do much. It's just like a perk, like any sort of like cap or something in the game. Um, the Korok Mask is the handiest, obviously, because like it gives you alerts when there's Koroks nearby, which previously you had none of that. Coolest thing about this feature is the Hero's Path, where up to hmm. 200 hours of your back play uh, can be shown on the map. And that's all I thought it was, was look, here's where you walked. Yes, it is that. However, you can push play and watch your entire journey through Hyrule. So I was watching mine, I think I sent it to you, Andy, where like you can see me playing it safe, shrine to shrine to shrine, couple of deaths, then over to the the village to, to see the first beast, and then... Oh, I'll have a wee look at the castle. Ah, dead. Like, I'll, the furthest away I walked dead instantly. And I think that's really cool that they've got this. Uh, Travel Medallion's kind of handy as well, because if you're at a point where you're like, oh, this place I visit a lot, I wish it was closer to a shrine, you drop the Travel Medallion and it's basically like a travel to a point anywhere you want. Um, definitely. So can, you, can you only do one of those, though? Yeah, there's only one. That's sad. Right. Sadly, there's and only one. But to be fair, in this game, there's 160 shrines. There's going to be one near a village. And yeah, all you have to do, you don't have to complete the shrine, you just have to have been there for you to trans yeah, yeah. Tra transfer to it. So, Can you, with a travel medallion, when you once you drop it, is that it? Like your place no, is locked in forever? You can no, you can it pick it back up. So yeah, yeah. say you were going to a certain village and you were away doing a quest and you're like, oh shit, I've done too far, I need to backtrack, can't remember my way back to the village. You just like travel to your travel medallion and that's you back. And if you don't want it there, you just pick it back up. You know, that's... That so that would be so, that would have been so handy for me this week, so handy with arrows. <laughs> yes, with those fucking so, arrows. We'll get into that in a minute, but because uh, I I made a clever <laughs> suggestion, Tandy, but I'm I'm guessing that didn't work. I haven't heard the film. Did not yet. work. <laughs> okay. So um, I, apart from that, I've done a few more shrines. Um, decided uh, what was I done? Uh, oh, sorry, it's kind of many spoilers, but where the travel medallion is because you have to find it at first but there's clues to where it is and it's not really clues it's obvious where it is um and when i got the clue there's a load of guardians about that are deactivated and i thought hold on a minute when i was here at first i was shite and i know a few of them come alive like there was about 10 of them alive about me but they're all with broken legs so i just kicked their asses uh looted all the you know like the ancient screws and ancient cogs and all this stuff took it to you know the wee laboratory i don't know if you've got there the ancient yep. tech lab got yeah. there traded it all in got my guardian armor uh i what's the other mask it's not majora's mask the other one the you know the the the, the wee creature from twilight princess that rides on top of link when he's the wolf um midna midna her mask um, is guardian resist up so i put that on and see all the major tessa strength shrines that i hated andy and you hate hmm. I went back to them and just went, come on then, now's the time. Because <laughs> I had like the chainsaw, I bought the chainsaw blade, you know, for the Guardians, mm. and I had a ton of bomb arrows thanks to my <clears throat> total illegal amiibo cards that I got off of eBay. Um, <laughs> so I had a ton of bomb arrows, kicked all their asses, so I've did every major test of strength in the game. And it, the, do not try and attempt the major test of strength if you do not have at least some Guardian armor, that's all I can say, because 10 minutes before yeah. that, I tried it without it, and I get pissed off, and that's when I went in the travel medallion quest and when i collected all the ancient screws and put it into the machine to up to get the guardian armor i was like okay now's the time i feel like a badass swaggered in killed the guy now i'm just stuck at the puzzles because i'm a dumbass in the shrines but um 
for the rest of the game. This is, this is like my perfect game. This like I don't even think Mario's going to top this. This is a bold word just now. I'm going to love Mario. <laughs> holy fuck! I cannot remember a game where like I finished forty hours previously and put this much time into. Like legitimately, it's so beautiful, so good. Four months into playing the game and. Every like I've barely played Mario Kart because of this. I've had it since it came out. Arms I've played twice because of this game. Bomberman barely got a look in because of this. Street Fighter Two, yeah, I've ended up trading that because it was a very bad port. But I barely got a, ba- a look in. Like even Snake Pass that enjoy Shovel Knight that I wanted to finish finally, Andy. None of these games <laughs> measure up to this, so it's almost impossible for me. Yeah, I'll pick up Splatoon Two. I'll play it at launch then i'll go back to zelda i'm not lying about that like every time like arms on launch day i was like this is fucking cool this is so much fun nintendo have done it again a new ip that i love hold on i know how to do that shrine nintendo off zelda in (laughs) oh man such such a good game anyone that doubts or shakes their head at zelda's just play this game and it'll change everything you feel about zelda and nintendo i guarantee it like honestly apart from the fact that you can carry a thousand stakes but like five songs. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird, isn't it? <laughs> the rest of the game's great. And, and, and Nintendo, I would love you to put a house for Link in so that I could store some of my favourite swords because I don't. Sometimes I see a sword, I'm like, oh, I can waste that fighting some bug goblins, but the rest of it, yeah, I don't need that just now. Anyway, that's like literally all I played. I know I took a wee bit longer, but um, that's do, that's do literally. You know, do you know what I find annoying about about Zelda, like and specifically the the carrying of the the swords and that. Um, the fact what's that <laughs> oh my god we've got we've got snoring chap <laughs> that's amazing huh? <laughs> you put <laughs> did, did, did Ali put you to sleep there chap oh man sorry yeah I'm <laughs> We had this snoring, snoring chip there. <laughs> you know how it is, Andy. I just pass out sometimes. Wow, that's I that, pulled a swore and all right. <laughs> See, the first couple, I thought, okay, he's getting bored of the Zelda talk, and then I realized, no, these these are legit. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, but what I was saying about the swords was uh, it's annoying because, I mean, what can you carry? Like seven or eight swords or weapons? Um, and I think, to be honest, you really need to to be carrying about at all times just in case you need to be carrying about a torch in case you need to light something and you need to be and you need to and you need to be carrying about a a fern as well yeah for the boats for the boats just in case you come across a boat and need to go somewhere so that's two of your slots like used up already and you're never going to use those you're never going to use those to fight well i mean if you get to if you get to a shrine you can always fast travel back and into it if uh, and get a guardian sword from in fact no you couldn't even do that because you'd have to know where one was well you get yeah I suppose but you can buy them or once you get the laboratory you can make them if you know what I mean hmm Okay, um, but, but apart from right, that, so, yeah, I fully upgraded my um, stamina wheel. I got all three circles, and it said there is no further need to upgrade your stamina. <laughs> nice, but but I do wish that you could have like a cache somewhere of like mm. stuff you could you could go back to, uh, like um, a permanent yeah, chest or something in the resurrection yeah. shrine, or or the option to upgrade your like sword inventory. Like even that would be would be fine. So say like you've done, I mean you've done all the stamina, right? So you're not putting any points into stamina anymore. Why don't they like allow you to put it into like an adventure slot? Slots. Yeah, yeah, like have an extra adventure slot. Like that would it's be fine. ideal. It's fine though because it's it needs to be kind of survival. You know that was the whole point. 
But it's because, like, I mean, how often have you, like, you've come across, like, a box, and, like, I need to see what's inside this box, see if there's anything useful inside it, I need to smash it, so I need to use, like, there's nothing around, I can't drop anything on it with my magnetic powers, so I need to smash it with a weapon. Well, you so, don't okay, use well, your, um, one of your things, you use the bomb, just throw a bomb at it. Well, what if your bomb is recharging? I you, you just wait bomb. 10 seconds. I should have used a bomb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Damn you, Ali! Uh, yeah, I should use a bomb. Oh, man. Oh, Captain but, Hindsight. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, are you still playing much Zelda, Chip? No, um. I, I want to. I just haven't had. Yeah, there's so many things coming out, and hmm. I just didn't have time to. The time to invest in it, I guess, is the best way to put it. But. Uh, it's such a fantastic game, and I've barely touched the story. Uh, I've, you know, I got off the main island, and you go, uh, you start on your way to the town. They said, "Well, the town's to the left." I went right, and I've never turned back. <laughs> yeah, and just just exploring the world. Yeah, I mean, I, I've I've done what like thirty thirty hours now, something like that, and uh, I haven't even done one Guardian Beast. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the thing is, so much stuff came out for uh, the Switch fairly quickly. You had um, you had uh, Mr. Shifty, you had Mario Kart, you had Shantae, you had what else did I get? Snake Pass. Hmm. So I was kind of like bouncing from game to game, and you know, I got a review copy of Mr. Shifty, and I got an. Allie gave me a review copy of Shantae, so I kind of bounced over to those because those uh, needed uh, obviously coverage. Hmm. Yeah. So, so I haven't gone back to uh, to uh, Zelda yet, but uh, I'm going on vacation in a week, and I hope to play at least some Zelda on the plane ride over, and then when I'm chilling in the hotel at night. I'm looking so, forward to going on vacation with my Switch. <laughs> I think that's where it, where it really will shine, like on plane journeys and uh, and things like that, and on on vacation when you don't have like another console to tempt you away from it. Yeah, and I mean that's the other thing. You know, I have the you got you got the Xbox, you got the PlayStation Four, you got the PC. Hmm. So what what have you what have you been playing, Chip? Uh, well, I think you told me. Uh, Andy, that Ali was and Ali, you've been playing some Marvel uh, superheroes, Omega. Oh yeah, I was in the alpha or beta and I played the hell out of it, loved it, and then I found out that, that all the progress was reset. <laughs> <coughs> so yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I haven't ventured much into it, but I own the Spider-Man pack, Guardians pack, and one other pack, Deadpool. Um, I've actually kind of this weekend i actually was doing kind of a comparison because i jumped in on the playstation 4 i got the avengers and the guardians pack over there Mm -hmm. and like you as soon as i found out anything i was doing in the alpha was going to be wiped out i said okay well not playing this until uh they uh you know until things get locked down and anything you do because technically i think it's still considered beta I don't know. It's a little iffy as to what its current status is, but anything that uh, you did now, you will keep. So, um, so I, I started playing on PlayStation Four, um, and 
that you know I, I have rocket up to like level 25 right now and i've been uh, so i've been playing that over there and then i was supposed to play with jw andrews this weekend on uh xbone so i downloaded it there and i bought the spider-man pack over there right now you can get loot boxes for a chance at the homecoming outfits okay and spider gwen but uh i got the i think you get the silver war outfit isn't it when you buy the pack i'm sure it is Something like that. You, yeah. you you get five. They have Spider-Man loot boxes right now. Okay. So if you really want uh, the Homecoming or Spider Gwen outfit, you can get those. Um, I I haven't. I I got a few with the with the purchase of the Spider-Man thing. Uh, but I was actually doing some comparisons between the two. Uh, I tried to do on-the-couch co-op on the PlayStation 4 with my nephew this weekend on uh, PlayStation 4. Never could get the second uh, controller to register. Hmm. It would pull me. It would pull us out. He would log in. He would go in as guest. uh, But we never got. He never got the chance to join the game. And we Hmm. spent about a half hour, forty minutes on it, uh, and then said to hell with it. Tried it the next mo- next morning. I said, just uh, as an experiment, let's uh, let's try it on the Xbox One. And within two minutes, he was he he was uh, running his own character uh, on my account. So I was getting all you know I was getting all the loot, and he was uh, leveling up a character for me. Um, so, and I think. I, joining groups and following chats and things like that on the PlayStation 4, ha, did, I haven't had much luck with that. Have you? Did you try... Uh, with voice chat, you mean? Well, teaming up, because once you go into certain areas, you know, it's a private instance. Um. Well, me, myself and Fraser, um, yeah. you can play basically and. The best way to do it is when you're farming in the Midtown mission, you know, um, where you just constantly have waves of enemies to try right. and farm for new stuff. That was fine, but, I mean, when we're doing our own mission, if I went into, like, an instance with a boss, sometimes it would glitch out and Fraser would be left outside and have to restart. Sometimes we'd both get in. So, basically, a mixed bag so far. So, I think it is still in beta, though. So, that's their kind of out for that. But um, it was kind of annoying, I will admit that. Um, I do need to get back into it though because like I gave up because I I'd leveled up Luke Cage to like level thirty in, in the the pre game and when I realised right. I lost all that I'm like it's gonna be a, a wee while before I put this back on. So and obviously you got Daredevil for free yeah. and so uh, yeah I've been I got Rocket up to level twenty but then you know the quality of the crap I'm getting yeah. I was like, well, I guess I have to do the heroic. You you have to go do the trials. Yeah. And then you then you can unlock better difficulties that, and uh, run through it. Uh, I was trying to do one of those trials solo uh, with a level twenty five, level twenty six rocket. Mm-hmm. No luck. Mm-hmm. No luck getting through the first one uh, solo. Yeah. I so, mean. I- it is good. It reminds me a lot of Ultimate Alliance, but it's got a bit of work before it's it's ready, I think. Yeah, I can see that. But I definitely... It's a game I... 
it's an all right game solo, but I think this game would really shine if there was uh, a party of four. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rocking it because I think that'd be a hell of a lot more fun. And it's interesting. Uh, when I first played on the PC, um, it you you had a chance of actually getting characters. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you, you the loot boxes you would open. Some t- you know, I think I ended up with the Scarlet Witch and Wasp. Okay. Oh, nice. Nice. Uh, as as playable characters, the current uh, edition of the game. The only way you're getting them is if you buy them. Yeah. And it's like, uh, yeah, you know, I get I get crap for them all the time. I have a ton of uh, equipment for She-Hulk, for instance, mm-hmm. but I don't own the She-Hulk. Um, this one, you get all the, you can get skins. I don't know. Uh, there was some glitch last night. It said I owned all the skins for all the characters. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I didn't go through and try it, but it was like, huh? It says, oh, own all, owned all. So I was like, huh? Cool. So I, I should buy a character and see if uh, that actually is is true. <laughs> yeah, that would um, be awesome. Because <laughs> I bought, I, uh, well, I had the coinage or whatever, the currency to do it. I was able to buy uh, the World War Hulk uh, skin for Hulk. So I, I did that. I haven't messed around with them yet. Because um, I got all the skins for the Guardians characters. I think I, you got all or most of the skins of the, for the Avengers characters if you yeah. buy the Founders Pack. Um, what was, there was something else about the game that I was uh, having issues with. I don't know. So I, I like it. It's just, I think... While it's a great loot game, uh, a you're limited in in the stuff that you can find. You actually have to go and beat these trials. And I should have been able. I think you're supposed to be able to beat uh, the initial trial at level eleven, and I was at twenty six, and it just wasn't happening last night. Um, so I, I, I got to mess around with that a little more. But I think. Uh, I think it's a decent Diablo style game, but uh, I think it's going to be better as a multiplayer game. So yeah. uh, I, I've been digging that. It's just I got to find people to play with. I think the Xbox version is a little bit more solid. I just okay. thought things were. I think things worked better over there. So That's interesting. And then I couldn't figure out how to. I couldn't figure out how to connect my uh, uh, PlayStation wireless headset. I was looking, trying to get to pair up, and oh yeah, there because uh, it also that also works on my PC. Oh yeah, there's a dongle in the back of my PC that uh, I have to move over to the PlayStation Four. So, <laughs> duh. <laughs> so. But uh, so there was that uh, when we couldn't get Marvel superheroes Omega to work Saturday night, my nephew and I ended up uh, going back and playing um, what's in it, Bro Force on the PlayStation Four, which I'm sure you guys have talked about. Bro Force, Bro Force is a fantastic uh, 2D 
platform shooter, sort of like Contra. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, probably harder than Contra, and that's saying something. <laughs> uh, the it, it ramps up fairly quickly, but uh, have you either of you played Broforce yet? I mean, it was free. Yeah, I don't I think it. I played it. No. Uh, so, I played it. You're, you're very right. It's, it's like Indie Contra. It's Indie Contra, but the whole thing is it is a send-up to all the great uh, 80s and 90s action heroes. Hmm. Uh, you you unlock uh, Rambro, and then you get Robrocop, and <laughs> Mr... You know, uh, you get... Um, what, what do they call him? Bro Anderson or, or something like that from The Matrix. Uh, you get Chuck Norris has a bunch of different, uh, you know, there's like Bro Walker or something like that uh, in there and uh, Indiana Bro. And so uh, just you keep playing and you keep unlocking, uh, you know, Mr. T's in there as. Um, B.A. Bro Rockus or something like that, you know? So, and, and they all have different powers and different abilities. And as you free uh, prisoners, as you go through the game, you're switched to, to uh, different characters. And, I mean, e- each one has a unique attack style. You know, uh, the Brominator will, has a, like a machine gun uh, that actually kicks back and will uh, you'll end up uh, being pushed backwards. So now you're kind of like, if you're holding down the trigger, you can kind of fly around the screen backwards, shooting uh, bullets forward. Uh, you know, uh, Agent, Agent Bro from Men in Black is in there, and it's uh, Will Smith with his uh, some type of laser gun. Uh, so, you know, Chuck, one of the, one of the Chuck Norris ones throws bombs. Uh, another one has dynamite that you can trigger. Uh, so it's, it's interesting because some, you, you end up with a, oh, Braid is in there. Okay. And, you know, Braid's got a giant, uh, knife or blade. Uh, so each one, each one requires a different approach to taking out the enemies, and the enemies uh, aren't endless. There's ways to stop them, but you got you have to work together. You need to know where each uh, you and your uh, partner are because I think it, I think you can play up to four player on it um, because you can trigger things in the environment that will. Ki- uh, kill you or your partner, and you, you then you have to find another uh, prisoner of war to rescue for him to come back into the game. If you're both in the game, you end up with an extra life. And like I said, the game's difficulty ramps up fairly quickly. My nephew and I probably it it, it turned into okay, just one more round. All right, we just got to finish this level. We're almost there. Oh, screw it. Let's go one more uh, level. Next thing I know, uh, it's about 12.30, 1 o'clock, and it's like, dude, I probably was supposed to have you in bed an hour ago, so <laughs> um, w- we shut it down. But uh, it's, it's, 
I think it's like five bucks on the Steam sale right now, and I think it's mm-hmm. fairly cheap on uh, the PlayStation sale as well. But highly, highly recommended. Um, still loving Mario Kart on the Switch. It's just such a beautiful game. Yes, indeed. Um, it, it, you know, to be fair, it was decent on the Wii U. Yeah, but it just yeah, shines <laughs> on the Switch. Definitely, so, uh, I would agree 100%. <laughs> so do, I'm do, you kind of, we, do you find with your Switch chip you're playing more handheld or more like on TV? Why is this your thing, Andy? I, I'm just curious to see like what, no, how I other people are playing their Switch. Um, Probably more on the TV. Okay. My, I, I, I'm not... I don't have the opportunity to bring it with me places, I guess, is the best way to put it. I, I don't want to bring it to work and play at lunch because I my lunch breaks are very limited. Hmm. So I, it's not so work isn't a good place to play. I usually get maybe three rounds of Puzzle Quest in at lunch. That's about <laughs> it. Um, I, I don't find you know games like Zelda don't work well in the car. <laughs> Especially when you have uh, to use the motion controls to aim or uh, roll a ball or something like that. Uh, that that turned into uh, a nightmare real quick. So playing it in the car doesn't seem uh, too conducive to me. So, uh, and if I, if I'm sitting on the couch, I might unless uh, I'm playing something while the wa- wife is uh, watching something that I really don't care about. Um, I just, you know, I just play it on the television. Hmm. I take it you're the other way. Yeah, I would say probably ninety percent of my Switch gaming time has been like handheld. So, see, I do a mix. I'm, I'm kind of in between. Like, if like I'm downstairs and Tasha's wanting to watch something, and I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll watch a film, and then I'll realize halfway through that her choice sucks, which is ninety percent of the time. I'll just. uh, have the switch in handheld, so she's not complaining. Instead of going, yeah, I'm gonna go upstairs. You finish watching this yourself. But for the likes of, like I said, when she is watching her programs, I have absolutely no interest. And in, then, yeah, I'll, I'll come upstairs and uh, play my switch on the, the, the telly. I, I'm, I like it both. Like sometimes I do find certain games look better handheld because it's more compact. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just it's a phenomenal looking console. Like the games all look really good. Like especially that Shantae that we got mm-hmm. to cover. Like, was it last month? It looked really, really nice. It's a two D platformer. But Zelda, my issue with it is see at a distance when the camera's away from Link, it doesn't look. Um, well, okay, the world around you looks amazing, but Link looks kind of fuzzy. But then when you move the camera in, he almost looks like a perfect anime character. Like it's <laughs> it's it's such a lovely game. But um, I'm kind of half and half on there. Like still, I haven't like sworn allegiance to one way or the other. I think it's nice. Like remember, I went on holiday to Italy couple months back it was perfect for playing on the plane like absolutely amazing um the air hostesses were even asking for a shot of mario kart because it had just came out the day before we left and <laughs> we had the two joy cons and sitting playing handheld mode um with the hori switch stand which i recommend we're not sponsored by hori in any way but like that's an amazing stand because it angles at a perfect way but 
it's just I'm st- four months in and I'm still amazed by like the architecture, if you will, of the actual machine and the thought that's went into it. And um, I know I'd say this nearly every second show, but it just it's the m- nicest console I've ever had. Like, and I'm not lying. It's just the clicks of the the things, the fact that they've added in. Oh, you can use this Joy-Con uh, grip if you do, if you prefer a controller. It's not as good as the Switch Pro controller, but it's a nice touch that they've done stuff like this. So. It still it still impresses me, and that I wasn't even still there. I was like, yeah, it's just my PS4, but my Switch is still my baby. Four months on, my PS4 mm-hmm. wasn't even so. My PS4 Pro's ignored compared to it, you know. <laughs> I I would. It's the first console that Nintendo has gotten right in a decade. I would mm-hmm. say so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I was never a big fan of Nintendo's portables. I mean, the screens were too small. The mm. the the resolution was crappy. Um, I just never got into them. And with the Switch, it's like, wow, the screen is almost the perfect size. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fairly it's fairly portable. It's a little big and bulky, but I mean, there's you know, you do what you have to with it, um, and then you know, you just let you know, you go from television to portable and back with it with a click, and yeah. it's like wow. And then when it's on the when it's on the big screen, everything looks pretty. Yeah. Um, I haven't tried Shantae uh, portable yet. I, I'm hoping to do that. Like I said, when I go away in a week or two. Um, but Mr. Shifty uh, on the portable. Sometimes it was better to play it on the portable than it was on the big screen. I thought. Oh, nice! I- I've been tempted by this game, Chip. Like, um, is it is it Hotline Miami similar or worth getting? It's, or it's Hotline Miami meets oh. Nightcrawler. Okay, because uh, it's uh, two or three buttons tops. You know, you move. Uh, you shoot or melee with uh, one button, and the other one is a teleport. Okay. And it's kind of a puzzle beat 'em up thing, sort of like Hotline Miami. It definitely requires some thinking and strategy. Uh, if you think you're just going to go in the room and wipe everybody out, yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> um, it might happen in the early levels, but then it progressively gets harder. They keep adding new elements to it uh and new challenges and i i think i i really enjoy it it's uh you know i played the game for about two or three weeks you know a day or two here at when i had a chance um and i really really enjoyed it and like i said another one where i'm hoping to get some time in over va- uh over vacation um uh, there was something else that, well, the the la- I guess the last thing I'll talk about is, uh, I think it's called Dex Machina, Next Machina. Oh, ne- Next Machina. Next Machina. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> uh, now, is this out for any of the consoles? I think it's PS4. It's on and it's Steam as well. Yeah. It is on Steam because that's yeah. where I got it. So this. I you know one of the, one of my big things is always did I buy this on the right system? I bought it on Steam. It was about uh, fifteen dollars. Hmm. Uh, it was thirty percent off at one point uh, this weekend during the Steam sale. This is it's a twin stick shooter. 
you know, and the first thing that comes to mind is Geometry Wars. No, it's fucking Robotron. Um, let's 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 go back to the original twin stick shooter. It's fucking Robotron. Uh, you, there's a lot of enemies. There is the graphics are gorgeous. The explosions, the neon effects, everything just really pops off the screen. Uh, where both Robotron and Geometry Wars and even Stardust were fairly um, bland or non-existent backgrounds. This one has a world, it has maps, it has waterfalls. Um, I just started playing this this afternoon. Um, it, I would give it a little bit... It's kind of got a gauntlet vibe going as well. You do pick up power-ups. There are monster generators that you need to close. And then there are... Uh, humans that need to be saved like the family in robotron or yeah i was i was even thinking defender save the but humans. save the humans um i i would also say it's balls ass hard i was i wasn't playing rookie i went to experience uh i got up to the uh experience allows you to uh, play the game but you only have 99 continues so it's, I think, three lives and 99 continues. And um, and the idea is to build up. There's uh, score multipliers. There are power-ups. There are rewards for continuing, you know, being able to finish the level without dying. Uh, I got to the final boss. I think I got to the final... Uh, version of the of the final boss because he changes uh, his attack and his ability at least three times, three that I can confirm, hmm. and then I died and I looked at the clock and it said it was four twenty five so I came down for you guys. Um, I like it. Uh, I mean, I love a good twin stick shooter. Um, I don't think it is. The Zen-like experience that a good game of Geometry Wars can put you into, in terms of uh, you know, if if you ever hit the upper levels of Geometry Wars, uh, at some point you you kind of just lose. You're you're just playing. You're not thinking. It's all just. It, it's a very uh, Zen-like, trance-like experience where. Uh, your hands are just uh, you, every, everything's just working on its own and when you blow up it's like a shock to the system it's like being pulled out of the framework Andy it's not healthy for you <laughs> um, there's a shield yeah, that, reference for it yeah. uh, uh, th this game is made by uh, Housemark, which is the yes. same guys that did Resogun and Alienation Dead Nation and Super Stardust as well okay Yeah, they, uh, even the original ones like back in the 90s like on the Amiga and whatnot. See, okay. See guys. Um, really dig it. I really dig it. Um, it's going to be one of those. It's going to be an FTG though, uh, which is a fuck this game uh, <laughs> at some point because I I'm the difficulty level was ramping up fairly quickly, and but at the same time, like when when I was taking out the boss, and all of a sudden. 
I thought I took him out, and then no, he has a second form and a different attack pattern. I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. And that was taking, and I was having a real rough time with that. I finally figured out the pattern for that, and then boom, I got to the third pattern. And I just, like I said, I was out of time, anyways. But <laughs> um, I'm, you know, I still, I still prefer an Xbox controller over a PlayStation Four controller. I think the PlayStation Four controllers. Uh, far superior than the PS3, but uh, at the end of the day, I rather play with an Xbox One controller, which I can do on my PC. Um, so I am going to say that I got the right version this time because oh, it does nice. look it, it, it looks gorgeous on the PC. Um, controls are it was fairly simple to switch it over. First, it was just saying mouse and keyboards, like no goddamn way. But um, you can switch the controls over, and if you like games like Stardust and Geometry Wars and Robotron, uh, this is definitely one that uh, is worth checking into. Nice. So. So uh, that that all you played then? That's it. Sweet. Cool. Okay. Well, I'll jump in. Um, just. To add to what I was talking about last week, I finished The Walking Dead, uh, the new Frontier season. It, it was very good, actually. Uh, surprisingly more next-gen than I thought it was going to be. The, the graphics and all that have had a noticeable upgrade since uh, season two. And I would say they're much better than the Batman game. The game's also much more stable than the Batman game. Although I still had one hard crash, like blue screen, back to menu, had to boot the game again. Like that sort of thing, which... It happens from time to time with Telltale games, unfortunately. But they've done they've they've done a lot of work to the engine and improved it a lot for the for this one. So uh, I really enjoyed the story and whatnot overall. But it definitely felt like a side quest because you're f- for almost all of it playing as uh, uh, another character, uh, Yavi. They call him Javi. Yavi. I don't know how you say it, but um, you're playing as him rather than playing as Clementine. Although she's there pretty much throughout the whole of it. And you're interacting with her and whatnot, but I always found like sometimes you would have a choice of like siding with Clementine or siding with someone else, and because like you've got that like two seasons of like going through adventures with Clementine, I was like, well, I'm going to side with Clementine because she's who I know in this universe, so I'm going to side with her at all times. So it kind of I think I detracted from it a little bit, but um, by by the end of it, like Clementine is away back on her own. So I'm hopeful that I think this is more of a kind of like season two point five, to, more to bring everybody for the next gen up to speed. If they hadn't played the first two seasons, because you can kind of develop Clementine into like the character that she should be, and you get the choices and stuff like that, or it randomizes them for you for what happened in season one and two. Um, so I think that season three is going to be like back to playing as Clementine on her own because the season, the story for this one kind of. Like for uh, Javi's character, it kind of wraps itself up, and he's kind of left in a place where you. I mean, they could continue it if they wanted to, but I don't think they need to. They can just kind of leave it and let him get on with his life, um, or not, as the case may be. Um, and then we can continue on with Clementine's journey. And um, so we'll see how that goes. I hope they do season three some sometime soon because this definitely felt like a half step, although it was although it was pretty good, and it'll definitely it will almost certainly be in my top ten for for this year. Um, other things that I played, I did play. I did pick up the Crash Bandicoot 
trilogy, the remaster on uh, PS4? Why? Yeah, good question, Chip. Why? <laughs> now, this, uh, I picked this up because like my missus absolutely loves Crash Bandicoot. Um, and there there was no way that I wasn't buying this like day one. There was just no way. So like, I picked it up and we, we basically played through a, a good bit of Crash 1 and just took it in turns. Like, so when you die, pass the controller. Uh, switches, as, uh, as John calls them. <laughs> um, but yes, so we played through that way. And it's, it's really fun to play like that. Um, I would say that they've done a real good... Like, we've only played the first one so far, but they've done a real good job of like bringing this up to date and making it just like a little bit easier than what it was back in the day. But they haven't taken away like the soul of the game. So it's still pre- it's still quite hard. So they they've done such a good job in this remaster. Like the controls are much tighter. The graphics are really solid. Um, easily like the best three D platformer I've played on the PS4. Easily, like. And, and that's Have you ever played over. Ratchet and Clank though? Yeah, I've played I've played a bit of Ratchet. Like not a massive amount, but I've played a little bit of it. Um, it's definitely better than what I played of that. Mm, that's but, false. See, I, I liked I liked Ratchet and Clank, but uh, I was more of a Ratchet and Clank fan than a Crash fan. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, I think, I think the thing is, if you liked the Crash game back in the day, even just like from dabbling in it, then I think this this remaster is a hundred percent for you. If you're new to like this, if you're new to it and have never played them before, it's probably you're probably gonna go, yeah, this is like a kind of old oldish style of game. You're probably not gonna be into it. But like, as far as like a remaster goes, this is amazing. They've thrown everything into it that you could possibly want, and it still retains everything that the original had that made it good. So I, I would 100% recommend it if if you like the original Crash games. If you didn't, don't bother. <clears throat> um, so aside from that, uh, f- first of all, I played Zelda, like Ali was saying, and I I put a few hours into it this week, and it, like a lot of time I've just been like dabbling around and doing like one or two things in it. But this this week I actually put a few hours into it, and I got to like. I climbed up a mountain just to see what was at the top and at the top there's this like dragon on top like curled around this mountain and it's like you need to kill like free this dragon from corruption I'm like, okay yeah. so like follow this dragon all around these mountains shooting its uh shooting all these like weird eye corruption things off of it which was fine and great fun and i'm like yes and I've, I've defeated the dragon got rid of the corruption it comes in it lands and i i did like the the last one the last bit of corruption i got it with my last arrow and i'm like Oh, thank fuck for that, because like I'd missed, I had like thirty arrows, and I missed it so many times because it's it's kind of difficult to shoot because it moves around quite fast, and you need to work out like the best place to to be because obviously your arrows have that dip to them if you're too far away. So I, I found it quite difficult to do that, but um, it's definitely doable. Um, but then when I the so the dragon flew back, curled back around the the, the top of the mountain, and then I got I went back over. And I'm like, cool, it's been defeated, and then it's like. Okay, you need to shoot it one more time. Like, I don't have any fucking arrows. <laughs> like, what'd I do? Um, so I was, like, scouring around the area looking for arrows, because any of the arrows that I'd fired, like, they hadn't dropped anywhere that I could see or anything. Um, I couldn't find any from, like, scouring around. I mean, this is, like, a desolate mountain. There's nothing in, nothing on it. So I'm like, oh, what did I do? And, like, I asked, asked Ali, and he's like, um, try the amiibos. I'm like, okay. So, I mean, I've got, like, ten amiibos. Scanned them all in... Didn't get a fucking single arrow. No way. <laughs> Not one arrow. Like I got loads and loads of meat and like uh, mushrooms and crap that I didn't need, but not one single arrow. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm just going to have to wander back to the town. So it didn't take me very long to get back because you can just fly off the mountain um, to get back to the town. So I did that, went back to the town, got some arrows and that, and then like I came across like a quest and it's like, 
go here. And I was like, okay, so I went down and then spent like a couple hours just like wandering around and finding a couple more shrines and stuff. I didn't manage to do any shrines, but then I was like, right, it's time to go go and get this fucking, shoot this dragon's eye and get done with it. And I was a bit worried that the dragon might have reset and I might have to fight it again. So I bought like as many arrows as I could as I could find, um, just in case. But it was it was okay because when I got back to the mountain, the dragon was still wrapped around the mountain. I could just shoot its eye and then go into the shrine and, and finish that. But I mean, that wasn't even like a boss really or no. anything. It was like a mini boss almost. But it was just a shrine. <laughs> it wasn't like because I thought I'm like, oh, this must be one of the guardian beasts. It's fucking huge. But it wasn't. It's just uh, a shrine. The, the guardian beasts are far bigger and i still don't understand how you've not seen any of them yet well i've seen i've seen the camel that's the only one i've seen though yeah it's far bigger than the dragon yeah i mean i haven't gone up very close to the camel because it's too warm out there for me to go anywhere near it take your clothes off andy oh yeah (laughs) but but yeah i did do that and I, i i've now decided that i'm going to go and do the zora kingdom so that's where i am just now i've gone into the zora kingdom so i can do that one yeah, the water one. Yeah, I think it's time for me to do, to do a Guardian Beast. I think, I yeah, think, I need to do I think so. Four, <laughs> four months on. How's Final like, Fantasy fifteen going for you, Andy? Just, just in a unrelated oh I'm going to go back to that, though, because the episode Prompto came out, and I'm, I'm going to jump back into that sure. uh, within the next week or so. And, but yeah, so that was Zelda for this week. Uh, I also, and I, I'm going to play a lot more of, of Zelda over the next six months to a year to two years to three years. I don't know. It'll take me a long time to finish the game. I want to finish it this year, but I don't know. Um, but I also did pick up uh, Arms. Yes. This week. So I picked up Arms and played it for the first time tonight because uh, I was waiting. Like the wee one was away, um, and I was waiting until she came back to play it with her. And okay. so me, me and her, and I actually played it played it tonight um i had a great great laugh playing it and like this is probably the first time that we've like since the the system came out with like one two switch and and mario kart to a certain extent as well that we've really like went okay well this is not like a game this game we will not play in handheld mode like this is a game for like on the tv um so we tried it like all the kind of different configurations of it like the the single player like playing with the one joycon in each hand uh, the motion control that's the best way to play the game 100% it's clearly been designed to play that way and it works flawlessly absolutely flawless uh if i don't know if you ever played like Wii boxing chip yeah i played Wii boxing so like Wii boxing is very basic Mm-hmm. And you you just punch and and whatnot, and you can block. Um, this is like we boxing, but with like kind of cool characters and uh, dialed up like ten thousand notches because you've actually got like some strategy. So you can do blocks and you can curve your punches and you can use like use different uh, hands to do different things in the in the game. And every character is a little bit different to control and stuff as well. Um, but yeah, it's it's so much fun though. Like I mean, this is even like we were playing like one player, um, just and just played through like one of the Grand Prix. There's no like story mode or anything like that. But I don't think a game like this really needs it because it's a it's a fighting game at the end of the day. I I do think they should have unlockable characters though. That's one thing that is missing. Well, no, it's not. You've just well, not got far enough. Okay, well, I mean, may- maybe it comes after you beat the the campaign with all the guys. That that would be sweet if you get an unlockable character like that's. Have you even unlocked the shop yet? Um, no, no, because we've only, like I say, we've only played for like a, a couple hours tonight. Um, uh, I think we got like 25 like token things, whatever it is, you need 30 to open the shop. Yeah. 
and buy new arms and stuff. So that's all cool. You can customize your character and play, choose the arms that you like. I like the guy best with the uh, the barbed wire arms. <coughs> I don't know what don't his name I is, but I but he, he's guy, cool. Yeah, mm. Andy is for those of us that really don't want any exercise whatsoever. <laughs> is there a uh, button mashing version that? Yes. Yes, you, and is it you can. Yeah, no. Well, it's a bit unfair. <laughs> the the, the, the yeah. beautiful way to play this game and the way it works is the responsiveness of the Joy-Cons makes you realise how inaccurate the Wiimote actually was. Um, throwing the punches with your own arms is the best way to do it. You can play the entire game buttons only, pro controller, Joy-Con buttons, like, up to you, but I wouldn't think it would be the most fun that way. No, I mean, look, we we only played like the the general mode where you're using the motion controls, and that works absolutely perfectly, and it feels like really natural to control the game like that, and it does give you like a little tutorial, like telling you how to how to play it and whatnot, um, at the start, which is great, like a really really great little tutorial to uh, get you used to the the controls because it's very different from even even like the the Wii ones, it's very different from those because you need to actually press buttons and stuff in this as well, um. But yeah, um, you, you've actually got like movement and stuff as well. So you like you tilt the Joy Cons like left and right to move left and right and forward to move forward and back to move back, and you can you can jump and whatnot as well. So it sounds it, terrible, but it works. <laughs> I, it's so much fun, like honestly, so much fun. Um, but like you were saying, Chip, you you, you can control it with the uh, with the the pro controller or with the the handheld mode or any of those like other combinations of controls but it doesn't feel right when you're playing it um, we tried we tried a two player match um, where you're using a jo- one joy con each and oh that did not, was not fun to play <laughs> well no not at all I actually have two pro controllers so yeah I love, I love uh, the pro controller I, I would imagine it feels better on the pro controller but uh, I can't imagine it like feeling natural like because the, the game's clearly been designed with the motion controls in uh, in mind, um, that that's your primary control method for this game. So if you're if you're not like into doing that, I wouldn't bother with it. Um, but it is a lot of fun to play in in that way. Um, I think you need to be smart about how you actually throw your punches, though, because you like like Bethany when she's playing it is like just chucking her arms, like punching and punching and punching and punching. And I'm like, well, like you're punching. And your punch is thrown, and then once your punch is thrown, like you can't throw another punch until your arm comes back. So she's like punching, around, like doing five punches for every punch. And after like two matches, she's like, "I'm really tired." <laughs> like, well, <laughs> like, yeah, so I would say it's over. It's not as exercise worthy as like we boxing was, where it was continual punching. It's more like strategy wise, like okay, yep. I'm going to dodge left and throw one punch. Okay, that's missed. Okay, yep. I need to move right, get that power up, jump a bit, use the platforms because um, there's a arenas kind of reminiscent yep. of Power Stone almost, um, moving platforms and some things. And I wouldn't say it's as exercise worthy. It's definitely worth a shot with the Joy Cons if you're worried about like um, burning any calories. This I don't think it would do it really. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean you're not going to burn too many calories with this. Um, it, it's really fun though. Like uh, playing like one v one modes is is great, and then when you get into like two v two though, like that, that gets a bit crazy. It's yeah. kind of hard to keep track of what's going on. I think I think that it maybe be better if you were playing like online like that, where you're only like you've only got one character on the screen rather than having like two if you're playing two players. Um, so it'd be better to 
to do that online, like say if like me and you played co-op against like two other people, that sort of thing, that would yeah. probably be better because then you've got more focus on your character rather than having it split over the two. Uh, yeah. But, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's really innovative as well. So uh, good. hats off to Nintendo for trying something different. I mean, I don't know that this would necessarily sell that well, but it's absolutely playable, great fun, um, and yeah like it's the same way with like Splatoon like they did a great job of making like a kind of kid friendly like a shooting game uh, they've done a great way of making like a kid friendly fighting game here as well that Definitely. does encourage some like a little bit of exercise but just, it's the curving the punches that, that I love like, yeah throw, throwing the punches is cool and like moving around and that's cool but the fact that you can like curve your punch like around like an obstacle like that's awesome and it it, it works like it just feels like you're actually like curving the curving the arm as you're throwing it because you, you agree the with punch and, hmm. do you agree with what I said that if you miss a punch like on the Wii you could blame the controls but on this yep. you generally know okay I've mistimed that or whatnot. yeah like oh you, I've mistimed that or oh he's dodged it or, or whatnot. I, I love how you can like dodge the other guy's punch as well and you can Block. like and, and not even the block like I love how you can just like you see some guy's punch coming and you can throw your punch out to like knock his punch out of the way so it doesn't hit you like that's cool and that's like really reacting on the fly rather than just like using a block mechanic at all times you can like go on the offensive with it so he's throwing a punch you throw your punch block that and then hit him with, hit him with like a right hook like it's so cool I mean it, I don't know I don't know that this would necessarily come across like in podcast form right but like watch a gameplay video of somebody playing this with uh, with like picture in picture sort of thing you can see like what they're doing and how ra- that relates to the character on screen it's so well done like absolutely great uh, I- I'm surprised that I enjoyed it so much because like I didn't really fancy it too much and even from playing the uh, the test punch thing I wasn't that keen on it but when you actually like get down into the game get playing it it's a, a lot of fun especially like as, as a like pu- as like a party type game or a family game as well mm. uh, absolutely great fun so well, I recommend actually that push- they're actually pushing it as an eSport and I could see it being competitive as well. However, I would mm. definitely, if someone came round and said, can I use this, the Pro Controller and fight you with the Joy-Cons, I would say no because, well, one thing, yeah, the buttons do make it easier to throw punches quicker, you know, especially in the special moves, but they, they don't have the accuracy technically, but I'm sure mm. that there's going to be definitely players that are going to perform better on control pads than Joy-Cons, but like we were saying, half the joy of this is playing with the uh, the motion controls. Hundred percent, hundred percent agree. How does the, um, how does the motion controls work with the? Okay, so I'm, you, I'm just wondering this because I mean, there's no sensor like with the Wii. Okay, so there is in the right hand side when you can actually use it as a pointer. But um, if you turn them, you know how you would usually uh, use them, like with the joy, the the stick facing your thumbs. If you turn them so that uh, you're basically holding the top of the controller like um, an old school joystick. You know, so that it's uh, the joy, the joystick on the Joy-Con is mm. facing your fingernails as you're grasping them like boxing gloves. So it's mm. in the way, and you use the LR and uh, LR, LR and ZL, ZL and ZR, whatever it is, uh, on your thumbs as the jump and uh, block, and basically you throw punches. It's it's difficult to describe how to hold them, <laughs> but it makes sense. Yeah, no, I, mean, I understand was, that. I'm just yeah. thinking, you know, I was just you were mentioning this. It's like, hold it! I never set up a uh, motion control sensor with the with the console itself. Where is the? 
it's, essentially see, see because the the uh, because the Joy Cons have got like uh, advanced gyros built into them. Basically, mm-hmm. what it does is it it's got them centered automatically. So like mm-hmm. then when you when you've got them, each one represents an arm. So then when you're tilting them to the left, you'll move to the left. Tilt them to the right, move to the right, and then it detects like when you motion it when you throw it forward, and it detects that as a as a punch movement. Um, and mm-hmm. it it works absolutely perfectly. Like I don't know how it works because like you say, there is no sensor bar or camera or anything. But it just knows because the gyros in these things are so good. That's why they're so expensive, like the Joy-Cons, uh, even though they're so tiny. Like, I mean, you're talking like what, like 40, 40 odd dollars for each one? Because they're like 30, 35 pounds, something like that over here. So for each one, like, I mean, for a pair, it's like 70 pounds. But you, in this game, you can see where it is because the gyros in them are so good. Like, I mean, you compare it to, like, the Wii. Yeah, like, you're never going to have <laughs> sit this on a flat surface to realign, like, Skyward Sword. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's great fun. Absolutely great fun. Um, to- totally recommend it if you're into that type of game. Um, but I would 100% play it with motion controls. I wouldn't play it any other way. Um, but, yeah, that's all I played. And we better get out of here because we're running over time. I don't know that Gaming History 101 is necessarily on tonight, however, because uh, I haven't seen Fred pop in or anything. Okay, so um, thank you very much, Mr. Chip Seller, for joining us. As you know, the door is always open. Yeah, sorry uh, I dozed off there. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> okay. It's so I, do it, I do it every week for Andy. It's about time someone <laughs> with With me, like I said, you know, being part vampire, I was out in the sun all day, and all of a sudden it was just... Uh, the difference between me and Sworn is you guys woke me up real quick. Yeah, we did, yeah. <laughs> I was the second I started speaking, Chip's like, hello, hello. (laughs) Hello. Yeah. (laughs) Now you know what it's like going to the movies with me, Andy. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I got a question for you guys. How far are you guys from Edinburgh? Two hours. Two hours? Yeah, maybe an hour hour and a half. Maybe maybe an hour. Okay, because, like I told Andy, uh, that we now, uh, the local airport in Connecticut, has a direct flight to Edinburgh. Oh, sweet. Yeah, that's so, close enough to meet up. And yep, we're to- toying with we're toying with a trip early 2018. Cool. Nice. Well, let, let us know. Um, Ed- Edinburgh's yeah. a, a really nice uh, city to visit as well. A lot of cool oh, stuff to see there. Definitely. Yeah, well, I, well if and when it, we start putting it together, I'll be asking you where to, where to go and where to stay be, once we get there. So. <laughs> yep, nice. yep. We'll, we'll touch base on that. Yeah, so... Because I, you know, I definitely w- would love to meet up with you guys one day. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, 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 I met Matt Bradford, and that can't be the only all games meet up I do. <laughs> Matt's a lovely so, guy. It was a- actually at when they uh, started the flights last month. I think we could have gotten over there for a hundred bucks. Oh wow! Oh man, that is cheap, man. <laughs> yeah, and it was just uh, bad timing. Yeah. <sighs> I'd have flew over there if I seen it. Hundred pounds? What are you doing going on holiday? No, I've only got five quid in my pocket. I'm just going for a look around for a while. It's only hundred pounds. <laughs> oh, you guys could have stayed here. Yeah, <laughs> I would. I would have put you up. Nice. I guarantee you, it's not as cheap going the other way. <laughs> Brexit. 
<laughs> yeah we better get finished up just in case there is a game in history 101 i'm sure tiger claw will keep you informed for all games of yesteryear i think they were recording last night but i don't know if it's going to be on tonight or what's happening you need to speak to the mr fred rojas channel to do that um but anyway stay tuned if not for lovely tiger claw dj and video game sounds you've never heard before and then following that you get the b2 starring mr Chipsell himself so if you haven't had enough of them tonight or didn't hear quite enough of him because you tuned in while I was snoozing. Stay posted <laughs> for Chip and the rest of the guys on the B team. In my opinion, the best show in all games. So thank you very much for listening, guys. And we'll see you next week. Peace. <laughs>